cockatrice. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the second of June, twenty nineteen. I'm your host, Dan Train. Join me today, Zachary Burgess. Yes, I said cockatrice. <laughs> and indeed, Robert Kemp. I'm a bird. <laughs> well, you're partially a bird, I guess. <laughs> you're partially a bird. We had this um sort of. I don't know. It's the dumbest like running joke in the world, but it was like it was after the after the run I did Friday night, and so <laughs> a you, running joke. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's Best not a kind. running joke. And it didn't run for very long. It ran for a car journey. That's sort of <laughs> that's sort of length of joke. And uh, you know, you had that. We had that moment that seems to be very common this year, where a flock of birds decided to land in front of the car as we were approaching them, rather than flying away from the car. Didn't hit any of them, but you know, you break and you stop and you go, why do... It's, just, it's happened several times to me and it happened while I was in getting a lift as well. We just mentioned it and it's like, why are the birds all so dumb this year? <laughs> and then for some reason, and apologies to the West Country, that then meant we were doing bird impressions in the West Country accent. Just being like, I'm a bird! <laughs> okay. Is that where they're coming from? <laughs> the West? <laughs> I, I, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Now, why would you sit there? Why would you do that? Oh, you don't know I'm a bird! <laughs> what is it about the West Country accent that suits boids? <laughs> Nothing at all. I guess. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing is suiting the birds. It's more suiting dumbness. That was the... That was the oh, that was the apology Generic part, podcast racism. Okay. Yeah. Was happening. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's a shame. We, we were associating stupidity with the West Country for some reason. It's not like a thick Suffolk accent sounds that different. No, they're not. They're actually really close. They're pretty, yeah. pretty close. So I could have said not the West Country. I could have said Suffolk and then be like, it's fine. I'm from Suffolk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's how, fine, that's, how really. not, that's how not racism works. Right? <laughs> Born and bred. Whatever that bird. So yeah, there's that. So what's, what's a cockatrice? Like mixed with and i only really remember them from final fantasy and being like pretty much a chicken it's like a bird lizard right that's normally what they are i think oh like those uh greasel things kind of yeah in, in, uh, bigger, i think and they're based on a plasma just, spitting <laughs> yeah they're based on some kind of mexican cryptid aren't they the greasels like is that right maybe they're based on that dinosaur, though, right? The I can't remember how. Don't even know how to pronounce it. The one that has like it starts with an A and it has like a bunch of X's in it, or whatever. It's like a small Archaeopteryx, yeah, that, something like that. Something like yeah. that. It's that one that's like a small raptor, but it also has wings on its arms. There's a Pokemon yeah. based on it as well. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. What's the Pokemon called? I don't remember. For, for a change, I don't remember the exact name of that Pokemon. It wasn't a good. It was a bad Pokemon, okay. mainly because one of its one of its traits was just was one of the dumb traits that just makes it bad. I could not remember. It's like if it gets hit, <laughs> did it, it just have gets, a West Country accent? <laughs> <laughs> it was something dumb like if it falls below fifty percent health, it just loses all of its attack power. <laughs> wow, it just that's, sucked. That's kind of. Makes it well. I suppose Pokemon normally resorts to one hitting everything. Right? Yeah, usually. So it wouldn't have made too much difference. Yeah, it was like you had to have that be, had to have it just be at the start of your party and just have it do the first strike, and then as soon as it takes any damage, just swap it out. Get it out. Yeah. <laughs> Glass cannon approach, but not. But not by dying. dying. Yeah. yeah. It also had bad stats anyway, so 
even losing its stats made it just that much worse on top of its already terrible stats. Right, not every Pokemon can be a fighter. No. Not everyone. I mean, it's kind of the nature of it, right? Like, like they have they have to have some bad Pokemon now. Like this, they fleshed out their world so much. They have to have just the some some Pansymon in there somewhere. I don't know if they what that no one wants in there. Team like Magikarp style, or but well, I mean, mo- there's a lot, there's a lot of Pokemon that are kind of like that, but I don't think that they need to have them be explicitly like gimped by specific abilities that are very specifically designed to fight them up. Just make them have generally bad stats. Don't make them just have this yeah. have a thing that's just like this is the fuck you thing that we've just applied to this Pokemon to make it explicitly bad, not just generically bad. They could have moves like you know, like Splash, like you know, Splash, some bird yeah. could just have walk or something. Well, it's I guess like, that the the trade off <laughs> with Magikarp there. was that it, Magikarp's used to be yeah, evolves into something ridiculous. Mm. So you could just do that. But it wasn't really a trade-off. It was more just like an inconvenience. Like, you couldn't actually use Magikarp. You just had no. to give it XP for a while until yeah. it became the thing that was actually useful. Yeah. But you could do that with the other Pokemon. Yeah, but that's just kind of the same thing. It's just making, don't, like making something that's entirely useless. Yep. <laughs> You're looking for something only slightly useless. Yeah, I mean... You want to, the thing about like with Magikarp in particular is that like there was it, before it gets tackle, I guess there's a point where it literally can't do anything and it can only succeed by sharing XP and you have to grind through that phase. That's yeah. like that's you shouldn't do that. You should at least give a, every Pokemon some capability to potentially earn its own XP. <laughs> I didn't even realize Magikarp got tackle. I thought it only ever had splash. No, it does get tackle eventually, like halfway through the level grind. What was the pointless fish that was in the first Smash Brothers? Goldeen. Goldeen, yeah. I mean, that has, that that has actual moves in the game. Yeah. I miss Goldeen coming out of a Pokeball in Smash. Like, I just want it to randomly shout, Goldeen, Goldeen. Does it not still exist in Ultimate? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen a Pokemon do nothing but have a, you know, something vaguely damaging in it. I don't know. I'm not sure it doesn't exist. <laughs> Inconclusive. I haven't seen Bonsley in Ultimate. I don't think. No, I don't think that one does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have seen that by now. Pick up its heavy ass ass. I don't know if I've even seen Wabbafoot. You know, they've taken quite a lot out. Yeah, I guess they. I guess they did take out some of them. <laughs> but Wabbafoot is just replaced by that the spiky rock thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that's called. Yeah, <laughs> from some what, move. Don't know what that is. But you know, now it doesn't go. Wah, Wabbafoot. No, it doesn't. It always helps a scenario, any scenario. <laughs> just, just, just throw a Wabbafoot in it. Happy times. Are they like that in the actual game? Like, just like giant boxing pummel bags? Well, in the actual around. game, they were they basically only had counter moves. <laughs> right, okay, so that, that kind of makes why sense. They, that's yeah. why they act like that in Smash Bros. Okay. That actually does make sense. Well done, corporate synergy. <laughs> Brand synergy. Some kind of synergy. Let's synergize this podcast. Well, let's let's conveniently synergize this Pokemon discussion into news, I guess, about Pokemon. We got, we got into games pretty quick. How's everyone doing? Oh, okay. Just no segue. <laughs> no, it's just such a segue. Not I'm so bad. Talk about some terrible 
stuff that I did this week. Well, not some really. Ter- did. Some terrible. I did terrible things. What terrible <laughs> things have you been up to? Less than the <laughs> terrible things that I did, and more terrible things that happened. <laughs> Which was that, that sounds less fun. No, yeah, not nearly as. Well, this whole story is dumb anyway. So, <laughs> does it have a West Country pigeon? Maybe. <laughs> No. <laughs> I was thinking about West Country accent. Maybe not a pigeon. There might have been a West Country accent because what was happening was I I was playing a file, a sound file on my computer, mm. and because I didn't want to, because <laughs> the classic problem, you don't want it to accidentally enqueue into Winamp, right? Because that'll yeah. fuck up your playlist, and you don't want to open Windows Media Player because that is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you use VLC, right? So I was like, yeah, I will play it in VLC. Mm. But then once I finished playing the file, I accidentally clicked on like the, just the My Music link in VLC, and it started playing My Music Library. Mm. And because like quite a few years ago at this point, I stripped out my Winamp playlist to be less dumb, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is just like all the music that I've still got on my computer. This is, let's, just, let's just let this go and enjoy the terrible, terrible nostalgia of all the bullshit music I have on my system, which is like... Yeah, I want to know what your definition of this is. Well, you've got, first of all, you've got my shit, which is categorically bullshit to start with. Anything that I've downloaded, ter- clearly terrible. You mean grapefruit bat? Yeah, clearly. That's all right. And then you've got, you've got, well, I mean, obviously there's like the smatterings of the more more recent stuff, but not that much, because it's not like I listen to anything current, and I don't get stuff off you any longer, which means what it actually is, is like <laughs> 75% Rob's emo phase, and 25% jazz from Dan. <laughs> jazz? 25% jazz. Well, I didn't have a jazz, I didn't have a jazz phase. <laughs> well, well, I, well, I maybe I did, well, but it's more recent I mean, it's not that. exactly jazz jazz, is it? It's just like all the classics. All the classics. Well, you I, mean, know, I, I don't even know. Yeah, and, then, and then some more Dave Brubeck. Yeah, that, that, that. Oh, Dave Brubeck. Oh, okay. And some other. Fair enough. Slightly that's more my jazz face. Yeah. stuff. <laughs> but yeah, listening to the terrible shit that I already like stripped out of my Winner playlist ages ago. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can listen to all of this real crap. <laughs> Shut up. Don't like Dave Brubeck that not be included in that. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's fine. <laughs> but also, the secondary feature of these ancient files is they're ancient files. So it's also like variable in quality and oh, right. yeah. legality. That, that is the, well, yes. 128 <laughs> kilobytes per second. Yeah, there's there's definitely some older files in um, in my collection that are, oh, yeah, you can really hear this fuzz around like the frequency tables of old mp3 encoding not not great and then of course you find the occasional thing where it's just like this is something we downloaded from kazar and who knows where this came from <laughs> what is this song even yeah there's 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 definitely some ones where it's just like i don't know what this isn't even labeled right no or <laughs> stuff that was like just comedy you know how many i think i have to say no to broccoli song i think i somewhere. potentially have Three different songs that are remixes of Eminem. My name is. <laughs> with various... Are you including the Sonic one in that? The like, Sonic one, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm oh Dr. Eggman. There's the one where it just splices Timmy from South Park over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. <laughs> really badly. It was like something I would have made. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not great. Well, you did make the United States of Unfunny. Yeah, exactly. so. <laughs> Although that's not in there for some reason. You haven't got the United States of Unfunny. Not in that specific folder it was playing. Oh, okay. I'm but sure it's still was, there somewhere. There was a very unfunny bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn it.
but yeah, that was ridiculous. I listened to, the, listened to everything you have that was the in that folder. Stephen Hawking Quake Master. Yep, that was right at the quite, end of the list. Quite important. That is quite important. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, that's like <laughs> I was kind of sad about listening to that. <laughs> yeah, him being a Quake Master in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> you say impressive. I already, I already know, know this. Yeah. <laughs> PhD in pain and a master's in disaster. Top story, Zach. Yep, that was my anecdote of the week. Listening to terrible fucking music in terrible quality. I bet a lot of it was actually quite quite enjoyable in a, in a sort of backwards way. Sure, but like, that's it's like the reason it's not in my default without playlist any longer is because well, a because at the time I listened to all that music so many goddamn times over that I was just like I'm done with this. <laughs> And for a lot of those tracks, I think, I think so. I, like, I stripped out the ones that I, I was like, I don't like this enough to continuously listen to it, which actually stripped out a large quantity of that folder. It turns out. <laughs> are you guys finding just generally that nostalgia rising on occasion, like a bit more oh, than yeah. it used to? <laughs> well, now, now we have an increased nostalgia. pool of things to be nostalgic about. Yeah, as the years go by, you well, get a whole other extra year that, of nostalgia. That's what it's well, like being old. It's all back in the day. Yeah. Oh, back in the well, day to remember that. Yeah, and well, I don't, I don't just have the back in the day and the old nostalgia thing. I genuinely have that old man thing where I believe music was better. Yeah, sure. but it was better. That's what everyone says. Yeah. Right? It's like that joke in The Simpsons, right? Uh, but, it actually, but it really was. We're just permanently going downhill. I mean, it's definitely not good at the moment. Even like, is, is, even like, like my I, more recent like hip hop phase or whatever, like mm. that stuff doesn't seem as good as it was five years ago. I don't know what's no. going on. No, I'm with you there for sure. It's yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I don't think. Or maybe it's just like that. Modern music just really doesn't age very well, or. <laughs> That because there's so much more of it that no, it doesn't feel like there's any real standout classic bangers. Yeah. Or maybe, know? or maybe it's something really weird where, like, the fact that they no longer have to care so much about radio is making everyone not configure them, their songs to be radio friendly, and it's actually just worse that way. Oh no, I actually think most music is more formulaic than ever. I think it's gone the other way. <laughs> you know, I was listening to uh, Adam Buxton's podcast again the other day, and he's in his like fifties now or whatever. And he oh, was so saying how you mean radio friendly in terms of swearing. Sorry, like well, just, I just, just meant, like, so the entire oh, song's, like, like levels blank. and everything. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, he was saying how like when he was <laughs> growing up, like he loved everything that was in the charts, and he has quite good music taste. But at the time, it was like the eighties, and yeah, it's like a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in the charts at that point and like i could understand that like loving everything that was in the in the charts yeah, at the time but I, that never everything. happened to me well i know no. there's probably some crap but i no, never that, that, happened to that, me and you could kind of see did. looking back if i'd been young in the 80s or at that time when it was like soft sell or whatever i would probably have been really into what was in the charts but i never had that because it just was never well no it had already we, passed guess, that point i guess we had the phase of boy bands and like exactly always, exactly well, we had the, far too much spice girls and nonsense yeah there yeah. was a short period after the boy bands and spice girls phase that it was okay <laughs> not yeah really sure. i mean there was the rise of it like indie and you know when i got into i still quite like a bit of terrible new metal it's gotta new be metal. Said. like yeah probably because we were the right age or whatever but I, yeah i wasn't that into that i mean 
think about I know you, I know you okay, were, but, but, but I, I, yeah, I can go back to some Lincoln. I can still listen to the odd bit of, I've forgotten what they're even called, but Roland, Limp Biscuit. that's it. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, I just all of that, because that was in that folder as well. No, <laughs> you didn't, did you? Well, there's not that much. I think I've only got a partial amount of how much Rob has. <laughs> Oh my god! There was that sort of middle-aged Metallica phase that was all right, and you yeah, know before during they, the, before they got really bad during the boy band and Spice Girls phase. Like Britpop we were, we did were make an impact, like, right? Yeah, when we were like ten, it was like Blur and Oasis in the charts oh, yeah. a little bit, and but... mixed in with that, there was also we were young enough to like the dumb things like Cotton Eye Joe and stuff, uh, stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Yeah, dumb shit. <laughs> At the That's time, awesome, yeah, and the Tetris song, yeah, know? and and the, and the Mar- Mario, the Mario thing. Land, and fucking Barbie Girl, <laughs> and, okay, and Blue Abadie Ever called... Die. <laughs> I, think, I think I think collectively we drew a line at Barbie yeah, Girl. So. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> <You> were, <laughs> we were listening to some bad shit. I think. When we How were bizarre! Real kids. How bizarre! Oh no! <laughs> and we also, and I for some reason had <laughs> in that time skip period of like being far too young. I had like rave CDs. I mean, yeah, you got ahead of the curve. On the, you got the head of the curve on us on the prodigy. Kind of, but that was from my parents. Though. Yeah, but still, <laughs> that was not necessarily due to my own discovering it or anything. I mean, yeah, you they had that, that one that, that one CD, that one CD from '94, I think. What did they had, have? Like, some prodigy didn't it have like Snoop Dogg on it Fat as well. Like, like, what's my name? Maybe I don't remember. You had one disc with that on. You had um. Some early sash, I think, on some CD somewhere. There was I'm trying to think what else you had. You had was it who, who's the, the did um, baby? I'm ready to go and that stuff. Me, no, not Metallica. It's the similar. It's, it's a something a cup, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> them. You had a disc with them on. Yeah, but that was would have been like a now CD, right? right? It might have been or the musical biscuits. <laughs> Yes, the musical feels great. Gonna give you two like this. Sounds of the wickedness. That's it. The sounds of the wickedness. Musical biscuits. Anyway, I prompted all that nostalgia. But yeah, sorry about that. It does. It does kick in. The majority of my music is that I listen to is that way inclined these days. Um. And when I'm not leaving Spotify on it on the discovery list, on the mm. discovery. Or, but how does that even I, work? If you that if that's all it, you I listen to, it, how does it work? See, badly, as it turns. Yeah, out. it like that is presumably influences itself, and then it's like a weird echo chamber. Well, kinda. Like, it means it means anything I specifically search out and find, which isn't a lot. Like no. so, I looked up uh, Courtney Pine, um, the 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 saxophonist. Um, on there a while, a while back because right. he was one of the it was one of the sitters on Portrait Artists of the Year on Sky mm. Art, right? Okay. But now you've got like nothing. What but... I've got into for some reason, um, <laughs> nothing but, yeah, but jazz no, so saxophone. I, yeah, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, he's, he's quite he's quite good. But some of his like he do, it, some of his stuff sounds a bit like. Well, I've started building a sandwich making playlist on my Spotify for stuff that sounds like Morty Vicker. Um, you know, and some Cal Funk, and you know, he, Courtney Pine's got some stuff that can go in that list quite well. So now, because I looked up here, at the moment, my discovery list is kind of filled with sandwich making jazz, right? Which is it's just kind of okay. Which you're discovering. Don't, <laughs> don't mind it too much, but every now and then, it throws in something that's so utterly bizarre, and I don't like. And I'm like, just why, why? So occasionally, I refer to Gnome as hot sauce. <laughs> 
Right. So I might have ruined this a little bit now because the song came up on my discovery list called Hot Sauce and it's so bad. <laughs> like it's like it's like it's that weird sort of I guess late eighties cheese odd. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just that there's a sort of pop that's just very odd where they just like saying things. Like, do you uh, do you know the song uh, where they sort of like blinded me with science? Mm-hmm. Science. It's a little bit like that. It's just like they're singing about hot sauce and it being twice as spicy. Okay. <laughs> it's it's extra dicey. <laughs> oh, good rhymes is what <laughs> yeah. we're saying. Yeah, it's it, it, it's atrocious. <laughs> but now I can't stop saying it. <laughs> yes, naturally. So it does occasionally ruin things. I'm surprised, actually, Spotify doesn't have as have more bass in it than it than like my discovery list than it does. Because you know, I've, one of the first things I did was seek, seek out Savant and Chemical Brothers and some uh, some Skrillex, of course, and, and and hunt down those and add them to my list and things like that. And but they, they've never come up. Oh, and the Just Shapes and Beats OST, hmm. things like that. It's like uh, they, they, you can you can listen to all of those, and then like those never come up. I'm wondering what this week's will be because I listened to Billie Eilish this week, so maybe I'll get emo teenager girl music. But <laughs> <laughs> Billie Eilish is all right. Eilish, not Irish. <laughs> Billie Eilish, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's cool. I mean, there's some good new music. <laughs> yeah. Although, because she was on, a, I, I caught a bit of like when I was channel hopping. She happened to be doing. Um, she did Big Weekend for Radio One. And uh, yeah, not a great live performance because she sings very, very quietly. She's got a super, super soft voice, and the whole thing is being creepy and like in a ghost house kind of thing. And of course, you've got someone shoving a microphone into her face, and she can't—you can't really hear her because of the way she does it. And they, so it's just like, <laughs> and the crowd's going, "Yeah!" And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> "I don't know what's going on." It's kind of bad, but good, good, good to listen on its own. Anyway, music. Yep, that's the music section, I guess. News. News. We go back to Pokemon. Well, we, we have to. Wait, you haven't tried my new kettle, have you? So. Oh no, I haven't. It, it fits into Zach's bad category. So tune you, in next time. Oh really? Did you buy the oh, same thing? No, like no it's not. Gonna... It's not the same one. No, it's not the same one. So I'll have to see how how you how you cope. <laughs> it's more jug like. Okay, well that's somewhat of an improvement, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully, still bright red and metal though. Mm. Next time, itching bitching with. Get sat can bitch about my kitchen. <laughs> yep. News. What's going on in the world of video games? Briefly, I wanted to. I again. This was Walk another one with Pokemon. Things where I was trying to remember the news of the week that happened that I forgot because I always do. There's always like some other bit of news comes in and overwrites the news, and I'm like, I don't remember this other bit of news. Oh yeah, yeah I know what you mean. It's, it pushes out what you thought was the important news. <laughs> yeah, but the Pokemon. We apparently we're getting a Pokemon Direct next week or this mm. week, I guess. Three days before time. E3, yeah. <laughs> which means probably they're going to mainly show Animal Crossing at Nintendo's E3 Direct, presumably, if they're getting ahead of it on Pokemon. But the other thing that happened related to Pokemon was earlier. 
this week, I think, or it might have been last week, they were doing their the Pokemon Company were doing their own. I guess it was sort of an investor conference, but not really because they still it wasn't like numbers or anything. It was still like here's what we're making in terms of games, but it was sort of I don't know talking about their business strategy, kind of except not that much. Mm. But it seemed to be focused kind of towards China because they were doing they were doing Japanese, Chinese, and English in terms of like voiceovers okay. going through all three. It was just like wow, this is kind of <laughs> kind of excessive. <laughs> But they talked about some of their new bullshit that they're making. And the only reason I wanted to bring this up is because it's kind of funny. Firstly, the first one is that it's kind of funny because it's it's almost Nintendo-like if Pokemon was if the Pokemon company was actually part of Nintendo in terms of being the worst dumb idea. Where you remember how on the 3DS they made a they made a 3DS app called the Pokemon Bank to yeah. let you transfer Pokemon from older versions. That you had to pay a subscription. That you had to pay a subscription for, eventually. Uh. They made that. Well, guess what? They're making a new one of those for the Switch called Pokemon Home, which links to Pokemon Bank on the 3DS version, so you can transfer between a Bank and Home in order to get your Pokemon from the 3DS version to the Switch version. It's not just Pokemon Bank on Switch. It's a new thing called Pokemon Home. So... You'd pay for both. I'm not sure whether this one is paid. They did, I don't think they specifically said. Okay. The cynic in me immediately went, well, we can charge them twice. Probably. But it's meant to... It, I guess they've decided instead of... I don't know why they didn't just use that, the bank branding and just make a new version of bank it for the two. Switch or whatever. Yeah. But it's linking between the Switch, the 3DS, and Pokemon Go, and... Pokemon Let's Go that's already on the Switch, so you'll still be able to get Pokemon out of that into this app. Oh, okay, that's mildly interesting. But how does wait? How does the link to Go work? I don't know. Um, go, go you have to have a, yet another app that's like linked to Go on your phone or something. But isn't Go super weird in terms of like how it? Well, it'll be the weird thing will be like how it work out what their like what Pokemon stats are. Yeah, and well, what's its level? Because like, because they're just like an infinitely growing SP number or something, aren't they? Or, yeah, or something CP or something. They're yes, just... transferring Pokemon out of the less detailed games into the more detailed games. I mean, technically, they've already done stuff like that coming up through the older versions where it's like these kind of stats didn't exist in these old versions so you just get it just recalculates them based Mm. on the pokemon id or whatever interesting there are ways for it to get around that problem so that's kind of dumb and ridiculous that they've come up with yet another different thing where instead of just updating the old thing and keeping that branding new branding home is kind of a better name than bank i guess (laughs) bank makes a lot of sense well bank does make a lot of sense but if you're going to have it be the home for all your Pokemon from all these different games, that branding is slightly more... Is this like... Like, because bank sounds a little bit too... Corporate. Corporate. <laughs> well, even though you're like, you're basically, you are storing all your Pokemon yeah. in a computer. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, no, 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 we're giving them a home. And then the much more ridiculous, in a funny way, bit of news that they made of this is Pokemon Sleep. <laughs> The Pokemon company wants to own your soul every minute of every day because they're upgrading Pokemon Go with a new, like, e- extra device thing that you put on your bed so it can monitor your sleep. I bet it's not the, the... They should have thought about this when they were putting out the Go Watch, surely. Yeah, yeah. you think so, but no, they want to tell you yet another bit of hardware. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, they're upgrading Pokemon Go to not just monitor your walking, but also to monitor your sleeping. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> I don't know, get more Pokemon, presumably. 
I thought Nintendo were pulling out of the uh, Vitality game. This isn't Nintendo, though, is it? Oh, is it the Pokemon company? Yeah, this is the Pokemon company doing their own thing. Okay. Attached to Pokemon Go, which also isn't Nintendo. Well, I thought I thought Nintendo had some sort of license ownership over Pokemon. Who knows what that business deal actually is? Yeah. It always seems you I think Pokemon Company are allowed to do their own thing, but yeah. I do think Nintendo is always involved somewhere. Well, Nintendo did briefly show off on this presentation to say, like, Sword and Shield are coming, don't worry about it, and then they just left. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much it. So that was the Pokemon thing. It's, it's still dumb, and it, you know, they just want to get Pokemon fucking everywhere. Well, of course. At all times. Yeah. Never never not be Pokemon. <laughs> Pikachu's still hot right now. <laughs> Forever. In fact, those first 150 Pokemon are still hot. Yeah. So the rest of yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Those are the only ones that matter. Uh, well, and of course, my soft spot for Pseudo Wudo. You can stay. Okay, we'll get Golden Silver then. <laughs> yeah. Two, 250. Yeah. <laughs> Pseudo Wudo is so good. It's <laughs> 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 such a silly name as well. Well, that's the way you know. When the when the English translations of the names are good, they're good. They're good, yeah. I guess I've Cinnamonkey. I guess I've never act well yeah, that exists. I know. It's bad. Except not exactly like that. Isn't it? Not Cinnamonkey. Isn't it? <laughs> not not quite as explicitly terrible as that. Well, what's the new new monkey isn't it isn't that the new monkey from the no. like that, that Sean Seal trailer? No. Oh it's not Cinnamonkey. No, it's oh. not Cinnamonkey. <laughs> <laughs> what was the I forget what it is like, though. Chim, chim, chim. No, you're thinking of Chimchar. No. That's the pre- no, That's no, one okay. of the previous monkeys. Right. Okay. He exists. Uh, I mean, the only one I can really remember is Score Bunny. Right? Yep. Because it's got Bunny in the name. That feels like they're breaking their rules a little bit. Kind of. I mean, it's not like that's uncommon. <laughs> but terrible. Score Bunny. More news. Um, let's talk about. Let's get briefly get through the epic doing dumb things news of the week. I guess. <laughs> Although technically, this is actually news that was related to what we talked about. This last is a regular time. section, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a regular I'm segment. How, I'm trying to think how long it's been since we haven't had some dumb epic news. <laughs> At least two and a half months, I would guess, judging by how many podcasts it's been. Considering it's dumb. Yep. Can you do it in a Suffolk no. accent. <laughs> I said Suffolk. Well, I can do it in a Suffolk accent just by talking. I don't think we have a Suffolk accent. I think we do, you just don't know it. Okay. <laughs> it's not very strong. No. But the dumb thing, it was more related to the epic sale, which is why technically this is news that would have been in the last time we talked about it, but not. it didn't quite break by the time we did that podcast. It turns out, because the epic store is bad and cr- crappily featured... You may have heard people bitching about this several times that it doesn't have a shopping cart. And, uh, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Why doesn't it have a shopping cart? And then they release their roadmap for upgrading the Epic Store and the so- shopping cart is in, the, in like the long-term category. Oh, it's like it's still going to take them another six months to even make that. Well, I, I wonder if they're thinking like, so how often do you make a shopping cart of stuff? When you're on, Steam. on Steam. Well, yes, not that. Well, I mean, some people probably do. But I, that's... Mean, I, I do fairly frequently because it's like when I'm buying something, I go, well, I'm buying this, so I might as well go on a bit well, of a And also, a lot here. of the time, you're doing it during a sale when yeah. you're buying several things, which is what happened here with this Epic thing, because during their sale, 
there's no shopping cart and people are like, oh, I want to buy several things on the Epic Store. So I'll buy them, except I have to buy them one at a time because there's no shopping cart. And then, whoops, my account got locked because of fraud protection. <laughs> Genius move there, Epic. Your fraud protection doesn't account for the fact that you don't have a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, so they have to, to explain, they if you buy too many games too quickly, they think your account's been hacked. Because there's been a lot of hacking problems with Epic accounts, I guess. Yeah, because of course there is Fortnite. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, so they assume all that all that spend is illegal, or someone having access to your account and going, "Oh, I can spend on your account somehow," which means they're storing credit card details. Is that a thing? Well, I mean, it's a store, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but not every store allows that. But yeah, I guess they would for Insta V Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's yeah. I can see why it's there, but I guess those who are a little bit flush for cash or flush with cash. Well, and this big ass sale where everything was on sale. Everything's on sale. And then partially related to that and also games I haven't been playing to use. (laughs) The Oxygen Not Included launch patch got delayed from May 28th to sometime in July. (laughs) And if you want to... Oh yes, I know. If you want to go into, like, get out the whiteboard and red string conspiracy mode. <laughs> what If you look at the timeline of events, what happened was they announced that they, they were going to release their launch patch for May the 28th. The Epic Store sales started happening. They removed their game from the store because of that whole situation that we talked about last time. And then they're, and then they're like, oh, our new release date is sometime after the Epic Store sale was finished. <laughs> It's like it's, I, I don't think that's actually the reason, but it is a nice coincidence it, for them, I suppose. It, it does seem mighty convenient, doesn't it? I think they didn't give them enough time to actually finish the patch that they were working on because they. It did seem like even when they first announced that date, it was like that seems like quite a quick turnaround for this. What seems to be quite a lot of content <laughs> with the new biomes and all that stuff they're planning mm. on putting in. It didn't seem like they were giving themselves enough time. So as long as they are, in fact, continuing to work on it, and it's not just like an extra month and a half, and they're just like, we just don't need, we just don't want to sell this during the Epic sale, so we're just going to sit on our asses for a month and a half. <laughs> but not like they aren't going to continue working on this game post 1.0 anyway. Because no, so, it's not like they haven't fucking stopped working on Don't Star forever. <laughs> yeah, and there's very few games that actually get left alone after launch these days. Well, sure. Like, just don't just... All games will keep going forever, but yeah, that was quite a quite a coincidence, probably. <laughs> dumb epic news. Yep, there was also technically dumb Borderlands Three slash Randy Fitchman news, but it's not actually significant enough to really talk about this oh, well, week. I mean, but there was just what, know what, just know there? that it continued to happen this week as well. No, come on, tell me. I want to know. I don't know this. He. Uh, posted a well retweeted a video that was kind of animal cruelty it was like a cat fighting a crab and okay he reposted it and then when people called him out on it of it being kind of animal cruelty-ness he was like he he did the like the best worst excuse of posting something bad on the internet of i just wanted to see what you guys thought about it oh wow <laughs> i just wanted to see what the reaction was it's like that's just a terrible excuse. Is, does, I mean, it would vaguely explain his career. 
But that's all he's doing anything for. Yes, I guess. I just want to see what everyone else thought of my hijinks. <laughs> Guys? But yeah, that was that was the dumb Randy Pitchford Borderlands 3 news of this week. <laughs> right. Epic and, and Borderlands 3 are keeping in step. Well, yep. Not really Borderlands 3, Gearbox, Randy Pitchford, whatever. It's just Randy. All of any of those three things. Just Randy. I hear this is news that I heard literally before I a minute before I left the house to come here. I heard that they might they might be making a um they might be making a DLC for Borderlands 2 that's going to lead into Borderlands 3. Huh. <laughs> like, even at this point. That seems odd. Well, I mean, it's not completely without precedent or anything, but, you know, they can probably shit that out quite quickly, I guess. I mean, it'd have to be tiny for anyone to care, right? Like, why would you... It wouldn't have to be that tiny. I mean, Borderlands story isn't that far away, in theory. Yeah, but so it's... you're building the hype. You don't... I don't know, it just seems so cl- too close. If it was like a year away, I think I'd understand it a bit more. <laughs> well, also, the... Borderlands Two is old ass. Well, yes, but it's still fine. It's not like it, not like it's unplayable or looks that bad. I mean, it looks old, but it's got a style to cover that up. And I guess um, I think it might be the handsome collection that's just come out on PS Plus. Mm. So you could play all the Borderlands. Yes, they're so, building hype exactly. So maybe there's a route you could potentially want to buy some DLC for all of that Borderlands you've just got? <laughs> the real question is like, when's this DLC coming out on Steam? Because <laughs> are they going to be building hype for the Borderlands 3 release that isn't going to happen on Steam until at least six months after the end of September? <laughs> maybe that's the consolation prize. Hey, Borderlands 3 is available on Epic. But for you well, Steam, maybe it's just a big fuck you. It's not yeah. basically saying. <laughs> <laughs> you can get this, but you can't play the game that it's leading you up to until at least another six months. Yeah, this will tide you over, right? So we'll see about that. It's not without precedent to do that, simply because of, like, I don't know, Bloodstain's the one I think of, because they put out that D-make, didn't they, the retro game. <laughs> I'm not sure that's exactly the same. It's not quite the same, it's not DLC, but they put out a whole different game. I was thinking that... more of Mass Effect. Where they did those DLCs that were like crossover between the different parts. They weren't really leading up to though. It was like there was that Mass Effect three. No, wait, there's the Mass Effect two arrival where they did the. What was that three? No, I think that was two. They did a bit of DLC that was like pre the actual story of Mass Effect two. But they did they they linked the two the old Mass Effect and the second one. I think okay. they did it for free as well. Yeah, but I'm not sure that was really on the hype train. No, I, it wasn't exactly the same, but it was no. the same idea. Oh, where they were just like, here's back. a DLC that links these two stories more directly and I fills mean, in a bit of the gap. I mean, that's not that uncommon. I mean, Final Fantasy did that. Did that Final Fantasy 15 did that to link its own story to itself. <laughs> so that again may not count. <laughs> it's just like we're, our story is so convoluted in this one game, we need more DLC to fix our own story. Yeah, or we've hacked considerable parts out of it. <laughs> well, yes. Oh boy. What other news we got? Uh, More important the bigger, news. The bigger news. Let's talk about... There's some trailers going on. Let's, let's, there'll be some trailers. <laughs> We're not at E3 yet, but here comes some trailers. Here they yeah. come. Some early early reveals. So... Some weird, weird, like, why are you doing this not at E3? Well, a little bit. I Okay. 
the Activision one strikes me as, yeah, why why are you doing this now? Why is a Call of Duty Modern Warfare, as it's just called? Not <laughs> helpfully. Yeah. Maximum confusing. Which is, They've taken a four out. Yeah, it's it's not good. I, I wasn't happy with that brand action before. But everyone's doing it. They're just remaking things and calling it the same thing. You should have called it The Modern Warfare. <laughs> like, you know, the modern, modern Warfare, Warfare. Kings. <laughs> you know, something, something really, something dumb. Just change it a little bit. But like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like, like, Modern, modern Warfare 4 would have been, okay, no, that's, that's, no, that's bad. bad as well. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> The moderner warfare. <laughs> the present day warfare? Modern battling. <laughs> warfare. <laughs> modern 20... battling. <laughs> <laughs> warfare 2019. <laughs> yeah, but then you, you can't explicitly say what year it takes place <laughs> But you say it's modern, and it's pretty much right now. Yeah, but was Modern Warfare the right now? I'm not sure it was, really. Yeah, all of the Modern Warfare games have been sort of this this era. Yeah, but that's the point, this era. It's like, it's not really... This a... technology level. Well, arguably, this technology level. Pretty much this Some of the Modern level. Warfare stuff yeah. was getting a bit, like, you know, a bit just near future. Was it? I thought really, yeah, the modern warfare has like, always been relatively grounded. The ones like well, I didn't play three, admittedly, I played one and <laughs> yes. two, but relatively grounded until the nuke. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they put out that trailer. It's got friggin' price in it, of course. God damn it! That's exactly what I said they shouldn't do. <laughs> they need to make a break, make up new characters. Maybe because they're continuing to just come up with even more bullshit reasons to include prices. Like, he was pretty much just a jank inclusion on both of the previous two stories, where it's just like, we're just going to somehow work out a way for him to continue to be relevant. <laughs> to, to some extent, yeah. But, I don't know. I'd, I'd, they are definitely evoking what that, what Modern Warfare, the original, COD, COD 4, was going for with a heavy emphasis on that night mission in that trailer. Well, at least, at, least, was... at least night looks better now. Yeah, well, it looked good then. It was kind of a, <laughs> it was kind of a, like a, a first. That like that night vision was not just that night vision was there. Like that's not a first, but that they'd done it in quite such a realistic looking way. That sort of like you know the way the, those headsets work that you can, don't see very far, but that certain things are super highlighted, like the laser sights on the guns, and it's like, it was a, it was a damn fine-looking thing at the time, and it's like, yeah, okay, fine, I can see you're capitalising on possibly the most famous part of the original COD 4, but the original COD 4, ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of all I really took away from that. It's like, I, but yeah, I still kind of came away thinking... This will probably be all right. Well, at least they're making a It's a story. campaign, yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, just multiplayer. I'll, I'll come back to that a bit later, because I've got some COD Blops 4 to talk about. But it's... Yeah, yeah, no, I was kind of looking at that going, you know what, I might be in. I, I might I might be okay with this. And they did. They couldn't help themselves, could they, at the end of the trailer, where it's just like, like where they ask Price, who's your crew? And he's like, oh, some old faces or something. Mm. It's like great. Pop for the ones who are all dead. Yeah. <laughs> who can you remember who's still alive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> crossover time. It's going to cross over with Black Ops, and they're going to get Woods in. 
a ancient woods. Didn't they already do that though? Was there already a, crossover, been... a slight crossover somewhere else in one of those other stories? I don't think so. I think they've all stayed relatively separate. Hmm. Just actually thinking about it slightly odd, but yeah. Kevin Spacey will turn up, I don't know. <laughs> oh god, I hope not. <laughs> I think that's the end of his video game appearances and probably most of his... Most appearances. Most appearances in general. Uh, yeah, so there was that. It's a little bit surprising. It's, 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 just, it's odd that it just wasn't either tied to a Microsoft or a Sony thing of some kind. It might be because Sony aren't doing a thing and Activision just wanted to get out there. Yeah, Or they might um, just be showing it again. Yeah. <laughs> because Activision doesn't really have any qualms about just showing the same thing multiple times in multiple places. No, but it also depends slightly whether Activision's marketing deal with Sony has actually run out. Or something like that, because that mm. was the thing, right? You know, the, all throughout the 360 generation, Activision had a deal with Microsoft. That's why all those trailers came out at the Microsoft E3, and why they had that early DLC deal with them. This yeah. generation, that flipped to Sony, and that's been the been the case where Sony would do the reveals, uh, and Sony would get all the DLC. Not now. Well, maybe Busted. not now. Busted. We don't know. Uh, and the other one, we got a tantalizing nine ass minutes. There was some ass. There was, there was a little bit of ass. Yeah. But nine <laughs> well, minutes. Well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Is nine minutes of death stranding. You want to talk about trailers that they probably wouldn't have been able to show at a conference. I don't know. A nine minute ridiculous Kojima epic probably fits in there somewhere. I, I feel but, like that would have been fine in like a square conference well, maybe <laughs> like they, they have time to fill well, again it's another sony thing oh well, yeah right? exactly because sony are helping out with death stranding and it's uh like so and if sony don't have a show where are they going to fit a nine minute trailer <laughs> well because like we said presumably sony is going to have some kind of video thing at some point <laughs> but maybe they don't want nine minutes of a video thing. so i still don't know what this game is but but boy, that trailer has got me so hype! I don't know why! Yeah. I don't really? understand! It's... Even, even I was slightly infused about it. I was like, wow, this is actually it's... going places that it's is kind so... of interesting. It's... Right, like, so the level of Kojima madness that I don't think MGS5 ever quite lived up to, I mean, it's mad, but it's, it's like, mad. I always thought it, I always thought it was going to be more mad than it was to some degree. Mm. Um, this is completely unleashed madness and i'm and i'm in i'm so in like it's it's got undead soldiers coming out of like world war Two. you you're well, in world you've got sam bridges building literal bridges somehow and he's like in world war Two chasing fire tanks except are you in world like, war Two? like it seems like, yeah, like, no, it's, like not. it's not yeah. time travel it's some kind of there's some kind memory of memory par- or something dimension you need babies in tank we're like we kind of now know what the babies in tanks are for like they are connected to the multiple worlds and you see the other worlds vicariously through them or something like that. Yeah. It's and that maybe Cliff or Mads Mickelson is the guy that helps create those. And yet may maybe he's not the bad guy after all, but he looked a lot like the bad guy in 
the previous. I don't know. I, mm, demons? There's demons? Well, there was always demons. The, the, I mean, not the hovering black things, but there's like a faction called demons. Oh, right. <laughs> that kind um, of thing. We didn't see a lot of crazy spiky suit lady, I don't think, in no. this one. Um, like, apparently, she's, maybe she's not actually very important. No, maybe out. not. But she's part of that company, what, right? Whatever. The, the corporation. I guess, yeah. You've got. And you're apparently working for the President of the United the, States. Yeah, for the President, who you <laughs> don't mind swearing casually at. Well, must, must be fairly good, good friends. Yes. Um, I'm really kind of hoping. I do, but I don't know what the game is. Well, from the little bits of the game that you do see, where he's like putting up a ladder and walking through a field, and then that like battle bus of bad guys turns up and tries to take his backpack or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that like that part of the game is like. I mean, obviously, there's stealth involved, evidently. <laughs> also, when you're avoiding Although the shadows Kojima or whatever. himself has said, this isn't a stealth game. Yeah, I mean... But maybe it has some, some stealth. Kind of stealth. Yeah. But like, he, I, he's describing it more as an action game. Well, that's kind of a, kind of what I was hoping it wasn't so much. like that. Well, that was, and some nonsense about strands, because of course. Well, yes. <laughs> but that whole bit where like, they like chase him around in the field and then like he hops on his weird portable motorbike or whatever and try, tries to escape or like I'm, i was kind of hoping that was going to be like really rare i'm hope- i was yeah. kind of hoping for a walking simulator except like more extreme <laughs> yeah because if it's like some kind of interesting traversal game i guess like where it's about overcome it like <laughs> getting over it with bennett foddy <laughs> but with a budget yeah <laughs> then i'm then I can really get behind, but I'm I'm so. Like, I don't want to fight. That's the thing. No, I know what you mean. I think it's like it doesn't feel a little bit. It feels a little bit of an antithesis to to what Kojima has said about the game before. But but if that only happens like as a, as the odd one off or something like that, like every like not very frequent, then or, that's then that's fine. Yeah. Or if it's like if there is some kind of element of like planning where you can see that kind of stuff coming and like avoid it mm. yeah because it, it seemed like there was some sort of ping on the ground wasn't it and you could see where he yeah like it scanned even... his backpack and then they, it left like an image of where yeah, he was so you could see where the backpack had been scanned and be like all right i need to get away from that but then they turned up so quickly it's like yeah. that's kind of mm. that might have just been for the train well, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a huge amount to it it's just I don't, I, the bit I'm sort of struggling with a little bit is like how exactly what we saw in that trailer connects to some of the stuff we saw in the early trailers, especially the first one, right? Like, like I, I suppose the you know the hands on the grounds and the things dying and things like that, and the other connected. It's like it was a little bit more. Well, I think that very horror first... film than than where it's now ended up. It's well, I think that very first trailer was more like. Like you could consider, might consider that almost sort of a dream sequence or like a conceptual, like state of the world thing. Like maybe, mm. maybe that's not necessarily actually in the game, or if it is, it's like it or it is a dream sequence or something. It's just like it doesn't fit that well to what they've shown of how the world of the game exists. I don't think maybe unless well, you get to the coast and it looks like oh shit, at the coast everything's all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, I do. I do have to talk about the fact that there's a character called Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. <laughs> Die Hard Man. What's it? What's the name? Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. Like Die Hard. 
No, not even spelt differently. Like like diehard, or just something like that. It's just, it's just straight up diehard, man. Okay. And there's also a guy called Dead Man, and that's Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro is Dead Man. I mean, it sounds pretty exciting, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm so confused, and I love it. <laughs> it's like I I would quite happily just you know this is what, again it, the, the my my worry is that it's a game a little bit like MGS4 where I'm not fussed about the game part. The game I just part. want to get to whatever yeah. crazy cutscene you've got next for me. Revolver us a lot on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Or some kid frying eggs. Mm. <laughs> that happens a lot. Oh man, Death Stranding. Get hype. November. Out this year. You know what's not out this year? Convenient segue. The Sonic movie. The Sonic movie. It got delayed. Yay. So evidently they are going to do work on it. Yep, it's uh, official. They are doing something. How it's not been they... delayed by much. This, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective here. It was a November release date, and it's been pushed to February. Right. That's not, not a that big long. difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like, So they're, they're basically paying, like, forcing a CG team somewhere to have, like, what, four months, three months to three months. Yeah. To like, crap out a whole new Sonic like model. Well, technically, they've got more like eight months if you include the time now that they know that they have to start working. <laughs> yeah, but they've only added three. That's the thing. They've been running really to the wire. Uh meow. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I don't think that can be saved. It's it's weird to like some of the commentary you hear about this, where some of some. Some people are all like, "Hey, you, you've taken. You, we kind of wanted bad Sonic because there's no way this film can be better. No, just by making Sonic look better. Yeah, he looked atrocious, but the rest but of the trailer kind of suited, looked atrocious. It, it suited the tone of the film <laughs> that it all looked bad, so it worked out yeah. well. I, I, I'm still. I, I reckon it will be a fun, hilarious time for the badness. Yeah, I'll in which it, case I'm, they should have left it as it is because it would be a better probably. bad movie. <laughs> if, if they if they don't throw in a random human teeth joke in, in there, <laughs> <laughs> you think they're going to have to edit in some re- extra extra scenes extra and reference the badness? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll reference themselves somehow. Make a joke about never taking your gloves off. <laughs> so you don't want to see what my hands are like. Nah. <laughs> I I reckon that might be the one change they make. They leave the rest of Sonic the same. They just put gloves on it. <laughs> <laughs> it could work. I mean, nothing about this film works, but... <laughs> yeah, that happened. And Pixby on my watch just kicked in somehow. So <laughs> As it tends to, apparently. Yeah, I still haven't actually figured out what the um, appropriate command for starting that is. It just sort of does it every now and then. <laughs> like, I don't know. I actually don't know how to make it trigger on the watch. I know what the phrase is to make it trigger on my phone, but my watch isn't listening. It's like, so I'm clearly doing something or... Or maybe, if I, maybe I'm leaning on a button or something on my phone and it's triggering it on the watch. I don't know. 
Technology. <laughs> it could have started talking at us, but I got ahead of it. What else? The news? new Bixby voice is, is is bad. Like it's well, it's better than it used to be because it's English now rather than American. <laughs> okay, and but it's so enthusiastic. It's like, hi, <laughs> I'm Bixby. <laughs> I come straight out of children's TV. <laughs> I don't even burn. <laughs> yeah, that boy. Uh, do we have any more news? I don't think so. I was trying to remember. There was that thing about Halo Reach split screen on PC not being there. <laughs> For some reason. It like, is. Why would you remove any features if you're just porting it? <laughs> I don't know, but it looks fine otherwise. I'm sure they'll put it in if everyone seems to want it. Yeah, of course you want it. So, yeah. As we've said before, it's our primary preferred way to play a Halo game. I mean, it's something that Halo did that no one else seems to do, has done as well, like really, like since back in the way back in the day, like the cooperative split screen. That was great. Mm. I don't know why games don't do that, but I don't know. There's, there's just something about how Halo works, that suits like it. how how it yeah how its combat flows that really yeah. suits co-op play. It's true, and it's uh, it, it's maybe less so in uh, some some people will have some reservations about whether that's been maintained with the um, reduction of the AI quality in Halos Four and Five. Right, um, that you know that flow isn't quite there anymore because I don't know. Uh, I, I quite like watching the videos by Racevic, who does like big, deep analysis on things like that. And he's, mm. he he, did, he he explained the difference in the AI behaviors between three and four pretty well. Mm. Um, and I, I, to be honest, I hadn't paid a huge amount of attention to it in that way. But actually, when you do see them in action, it's like, oh yeah, no, that's blindingly obvious. Like yeah, there's definite downgrade somewhere. Presumably to power their slightly fancier graphics engine, they've had to get rid of some CPU cycles on intelligence. <laughs> but, but yeah, split screen—it's kind of—it's it's a good—it's a good time. Not everything has to be online. I want—I want to sit on my couch with Zach next to me, saying nothing. And that's telepathically figuring out how to work out complex scenarios. <laughs> yes. Yep, that's what we do now, very clearly. Yeah. That is the way. The one time our telepathy still works. I don't think that's the one time. <laughs> I don't think we have it every time on Rocket League anymore. <laughs> no, well, not every time. <laughs> Sometimes. Did, no, didn't, didn't Reach have... A horde mode. It did. It had a it had a version of Firefight um, yeah. in it. Not uh, as good as the original. Like. Not as good as ODSTs. No. Right. Um, they they changed up the rules the rules a little bit, and so it wasn't quite as fun. But it is there, and it is still a fairly decent horde mode. Hmm. Yeah, that be that's pretty good in split screen, I bet. Oh yeah, works just fine. I mean. Did we, uh, I, ended, I ended up playing quite a bit of that online with Kips, I think, oh. back in the day. And that might be it for news. The news. It's time Ooh. for what have you been playing? Hmm. What you been playing, Rob? What you been playing, Rob? Oh, what you been playing? That would be me, Rob. Me. Rob. Me. Rob. Me. 
I've been right. playing Black Ops 4. <laughs> Still, for some reason. <laughs> thought you were done with that after the last podcast. Well, no, I wasn't done with it. I'd only just touched on competitive multiplayer last podcast. I hadn't even... I haven't even pressed blackout or zombies buttons yet. Because why would you? I mean, that is an interesting question, as it turns <laughs> out. Um, Especially why, zombies. Why would you? Yeah, so... I, okay, so... I'm more disappointed with Black Ops 4 having explored the rest of it than I was just playing competitive multiplayer. Because <laughs> it oh. makes the value proposition of it feel not good. Right. Like so okay, let's start with zombies, because I've never liked the, the implementation of zombies no. in COD in COD. It's always felt either far too simplistic or when they started going crazy with it and adding like all these secrets and extended worlds and things like that, none of that's ever explained. You've got to put the legwork in to try and figure that out whilst still playing a horde a horde mode. Yeah. And like like yeah, there are things to delve into if you really want them, but they're just they're obscured and they were awkward to pull off and they're, and they're, it just wasn't a huge amount of fun. Um, and over the years, they have improved that. So I will give them credit. It's slightly less obscure than it once was. It's uh, a little bit more overt about how you can actually unlock different areas of the map, for instance, and where you can how you can actually progress through and make things happen. Some of that stuff is more obvious. And more explained to you, and some of it in the like tooltips, like of certain areas, will be like, "Oh, you need to go do this thing before this will open up." And it's like, "Okay, fine, you're you're uh, giving me some like Johnny Casual here the ability to actually get slightly further through this and see more of your content. That's fine. I still don't feel like I understand it at all, though. It's like it's it seems really hard to actually play properly, and I'm playing it with randoms, obviously, and it's." Everyone splits out, and I don't know how I upgrade myself properly in order to be in a position where I can hold off the horde sufficiently well enough. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, it's odd. It feels like a lot of attention has been put on it this time round. Like it, it, no masked while I was while it was loading up. She was like, "Is this the main mode of this?" Like, you know, so like from the outside right. looking yeah. in, it looked like more attention had been spent on the presentation of this than the rest of it. And yeah, to some degree, I can see that. Like, it's got its own custom HUD and it's got custom, um, custom you know, the design and the feel of the game is, is, is fairly different um, from the rest of it. Um, so yeah, clearly time is spent on this. But I, even with all these improvements, I still don't really get why it's such a big deal. I don't get why it would justify itself being a third of this package. You know? Yeah, like, I know. It's, I know it's just... Know. Well, it was never meant to be a third of any of them, was it, really? It's just now, now there's not much of anything else to it, so it is. Yeah, it used to be no, like... the main one bonus. Was, it was the bonus on top of the single player, which was short, and the multiplayer, which was the main thing, I suppose. Right. Well, yeah, it, start, it started as the bonus to uh, the one that first World War one that Treyarch yeah, did, right? World at War. Um, World at War, that was it, yeah. Um, uh, it started off as a little bonus to that, and then by the time Black Ops rolled around, they made it a little bit bigger and made it the, the joke. Is it the Dead Presidents mode? Was that in that one? Yeah. Uh, um, maybe I mean, one. I yeah, which was the one with Nixon and... Uh... 
I think that um, was Black Ops One. Didn't it have Robert it... McNamara and Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah, it had some had some well, I mean the zombies mode has always had some fairly big acting names behind it. Well like one of them had Jeff Goldblum in it. Hmm. Like it's 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 a little bit ridiculous. Um but it's 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 kind of bad at telling any any kind of story because they're all just random quips. So I've I've played like three or four rounds of it now on on this on the level that's set on a doomed cruise liner kind of thing, and like it just feels like they're like they're just randomly saying things periodically. It's like, it's not like they're really telling a story or stuff like that. There are there are interactions, but they've got they're not proper interactions because they're shouting at them across each across the ship, and you can just hear them. Like because the players all spread, players are stupid on that, and they all spread out. And it's like, like, well, okay, well, shouldn't we be sticking together to make it so we can actually survive past this wave? No? All right, then. We're all as far apart as we could possibly be. No one's paying attention. No one's talking. Which is probably a blessing. And I, yeah. And may, maybe if you're dedicated and you bring, to get, bring a group of friends with the intention of figuring this out and you don't mind spending, what, 15, 20 minutes on each run at least, then maybe there's something there for you. Like I said, it does seem relatively well made. It's just mm. odd. And I think this is where some of the... I was thinking about this. I think this is where some of my problems with modern Call of Duty start coming in because it has consumable items in the form of elixirs that can give you a buff. Um, they can do something in there. But as, like I said, I'm pretty sure they're consumable and you don't get them back. Um, and I haven't quite figured that system out or how that actually works. And it's like, that seems like, you know, that's a pay to win mechanic right there. It's like, it's not, it, yeah, this isn't competitive. It's co-op, but still it's there. And I was like, Oh, oh all right. That doesn't fill me with a huge amount of joy. Mm. Um, there are, and there that's... are consumables that are purely, they classed as whimsical, which might actually <laughs> be the best thing about this, but they're, they're okay. a consumable item still. So you've still got to, pay some currency in order to get them but i played one game where someone threw a whimsical elixir out that that put like rubber duck rings around all the zombies like it does nothing other than every time you kill a zombie they all the, the the duck around it quacks a bit which makes it somewhat more entertaining <laughs> you actually just hear you know, all these dark corridors with zombies attacking you dying and going, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's, it does whimsical is the word it adds something um, but it's a consumable item. Yeah, I felt if I used it that one time, I'd get four minutes of fun or however long it lasts, and then it's gone. And then you seem to get the currency very, very slowly. So, meh, don't care. Moving on. So then I played some Blackout, and then had my usual experience with um, battle royale games, which is play a couple of rounds and get murdered immediately. So I've got no idea what I'm doing, no idea how to play this. And then have one round where I'm following a teammate because I switched to team mode, um, and we run around for ages and actually do quite all right and had a, had a pretty good time with it. But like, I was highly tempted to stop after the first few rounds of just wait for the lobby, start hang around in the staging area for a minute while everyone loads in, then do the wingsuit jump, then land somewhere where I can't find a gun, and then get one shot killed. Ugh wait another few minutes to repeat the pattern before I've even fired a shot. 
And there was one there was one bloody match where I didn't know what was going on, and this what this thing that looked like a paper airplane just was just flew at me, and I sort of look up and I go, "Oh, what's that?" Boom, dead. <laughs> it's like I've got no idea what that was. Just like a paper airplane just killed me. Ridiculous. So yeah, I had a rocky start with it, but when I got into a, a, that that game where we lasted a bit longer, it's like okay, yeah, it's a it's a battle royale game. I don't think it's as good as Apex Legends. There you go. I don't. I don't really know what else to say about it. It's like it's just. How much Apex Legends did you play? I've played quite a bit of that. Quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, I. I think it's a. The, it benefits greatly from having some of that Titanfall DNA because it just. It feels good to move around. The level design is not so big and so open as PUBG and this is. The Blackout map is huge, like it's really big. It's like there's a there's a reason why you might want to get in a car. For you know that kind of thing, whereas Apex, you don't need a car; you just run around. You're fine. Um, it's it it seems competent. It seems well again, well done, but it hasn't hooked me at all. Like I, I again, like zombies, I think you're going to have to play it with people to get any kind of any kind of real joy from it. Um, which then leads me back to the competitive multiplayer. Which I, as I said before, I think is one of the stronger multiplayers they've had for a long time. Which, but is severely hamstrung by a terrible, tiny selection of maps. I'm not saying the maps are terrible. I just think like the, the number you get is very far small. too small. Yeah. yeah, without buying DLC, and it's like it's, so. As a, it just makes the whole package of Black Ops Four kind of pretty unappealing. Like, had I not been given it <laughs> it's not to say i haven't had fun with it i do think the competitive multiplayer is is very good and i think there is promise in the other I, as much as i haven't got on with them i do think there is promise in the other two modes i just don't understand them and i don't gel with them cod 4 not for me bring back mm. the campaign hashtag campaign well that's what they're doing i guess <laughs> yeah well, that's what modern war, modern warfare, modern warfare is. There's no, doing, there's, no yeah. gu- there's no guarantee that Black Ops Five will have a campaign. Do you think that'll be another battle royale? They'll a blackout's done pretty well. Mm. I think it's like it seems. So you think they'll they'll have battle royale's done, aren't they? Battle royale in rotation, like every year at this point. Well, Not every year, sorry, every whatever third year. Yeah, there's there's rumours, isn't there, that Activision might break out some of the Call of Duty stuff into a free to play thing. Um, and that might happen this year. Um, so who knows how that plays out? Maybe the battle royale element spins out. I can see it. I can see. I can see that happening. Uh, and I'm probably totally okay with that. I, I, I wish. I think for those other two modes, I think for the competitive multiplayer, uh, the, it actually does a very good job of onboarding you. I think it does a good job of explaining the modes, what your characters, are, what the heroes are capable of, um, how the new equipment system works and things like that. I actually think the onboarding for COD 4 is very good. The zombies mode this time does at least have two tutorials, but I don't think they're, and they're but they're very basic. And when you actually get into the match itself, it's like it's, it's madness. It's like I don't really know what's going on. And maybe some of that will come over time. Blackout didn't have anything, has no tutorial at all, it has no... Here's how you play it. Here's how your inventory works. Here's why you'd want to pick this stuff up. Here's why you might not. 
his hair like it it had absolutely nothing to guide me into it and like that's that's rubbish uh, and admittedly most battle royales don't i had exactly the same problem with fortnite i found i could not get into that because it just didn't tell me what i was supposed to be doing um, on how any of its systems really worked uh, apex at the very least has a super basic tutorial um but it has the huge advantage over the others that its systems feel way more intuitive. Like things like the backpack in Apex are, are really very good. They they color code the levels of all your equipment. So um, you, your backpack, for instance, you don't just get you don't just go f- find any old backpack. It's like oh, I've started with a backpack, a white one. That's fine. That's level one. I know that's only going to give me a little bit more space. If later on in the match I find a purple one. It's like, oh, that's a level three backpack. I know I'm, that's going to replace my level one. And the game won't let me replace my worst kit with my better kit. I'll just walk up to it and it'll go, no, you've already got better qu- equipment than this. And it's like, great, fine, carrying on. Don't need to worry about it. Uh, it's just way better at communicating that stuff faster. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, and COD could really benefit from some of that. From some of that uh, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not that I think it has like a leveled system well it does have some you know, you've got level one armor it's like okay great uh, it does have some of that but it's not it's not boiled down in a in a simple and clear way it's and maybe that's what people really like from PUBG and cod maybe they like that complexity and figuring mm. it out and that kind of stuff but for me the way apex simplifies everything is genius i think it's i think it does a really good job of there yeah they've really put a lot of thought into it yeah yeah Absolutely, Apex, Apex is a great game, and it'd be, it's like I'm I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> I can I can I can appreciate it for what it's what yeah. it's doing. It's 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 very clearly considered. I don't know how you can get away from the general problem of battle royale if you're not into them of like not being able to find anyone, and then when you do run into people, you instantly die. <laughs> but yeah, the it's, so it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a it is a huge problem for it, and I don't. For the bigger ones, as I say, like PUBG and COD, that that doesn't sit well with me. Um, but Apex, if if I'm playing it with... I've played it both solo and with Kippers, and I do have a better time playing it with Kippers than I do alone. But for some reason in Apex, that the, the, the fact that it, you can only play it in squads, so you always have a team, no matter how dumb that team is, it does... It does help. Um... You know, one of the things Apex does that COD doesn't actually, and in theory, this sounds so simple and so obvious. Like in Apex, when you jump out of the ship, your crew stays together um, by default. You have your your jump master leads where everyone goes, and you by default fly with him, and you can choose to split off if you want. In COD, you don't get that. Everyone jumps out of the ship when they want, even if you're in a squad together. So what happens is, is I'm sat there in the in the ship watching. Okay, did my teammates just drop? Where are they going? I don't I don't know. Um, oh, two of them have gone that way, and one guy's gone this other completely different direction. What do I do now? <laughs> like, do I follow the two? Do I follow the one? Like, what's what's going on? It's like it like just that one simple thing made a huge dif- makes a huge difference in how how you think about the game. It's I, I feel more inclined to stay near my team in apex and i think everyone else does as well i don't know i don't know it's 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 hard to it's hard to quantify some of this stuff but apex works for me anyway black ops 4 done with that 
well, I might play a bit more of the competitive, but with like on and off. But it's not my it's not my focus. I can say I've done it. Cool. Uh, the thing I've been mostly sinking my time into has been Celeste. Oh, finally, one of us has played this thing. Yeah, uh, it came out on I think it was last month's Game of Gold. So I had <laughs> that's why. Yep, I, did, I, did, I had okay. I had no excuse Keep us anymore. Free. Yep. yep. I had no excuse anymore. It's like, oh, it's there. It's like, oh, right, let's let's check this out. That's a game. Yeah, that's what I heard. It's it's, it's really good. Um, yeah. So for for those that uh, don't don't understand, it's um, I would describe it as Meat Boy esque platforming, in that it is. Isn't it, it the is Towerfall going... Ascension guys? Yes, it is. It is Matt makes games. <laughs> Uh, or Matt Torson, as his real name is, but like his studio is called Matt Make Games, and uh, yeah, they uh, uh, it's it's them. So it's got that pixel art style for the majority of it, and it's it's very pretty pixel art. It's very nicely animated, very mm. uh, yeah, very very well done in that in that respect. Um, and it's yeah, it's about difficult platforming. It's more about traversing through the world to get where you need to be, dying thousands of times. Um, Literally, in my case, I've played through the entire main storyline and I died well over a thousand times in the end. Um, yeah, tricky game because it gives you a death count. It's, it, it says like that just goes up. Like you can't if you were, if you replay a level and go through it, your death count still goes up. It doesn't reset back down to zero. It's just like no, it just keeps going up. And it specifically says, "Be proud of your death count." <laughs> Each death means you're learning. And it's like sometimes I'm not sure about that, but. <laughs> I'm clearly just doing the same thing over and over again and it's not working. Definition of insanity and all that. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a game. So it structures itself differently from Meat Boy and that Meat Boy was these little packages of like tiny levels, basically. Here's a challenge. Get through it as best you can. And then when you're done, you're done. Great. Have a, have a bit of a rest. Um, the structure in Celeste is, is um, the levels are huge. Let's put it there. There's, there's eight chapters in 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 the main story, and those are the levels, um, and they range from being about half an hour long on your first play to some of them lasting a good hour and a half um, to to get through the one long string of areas, and, and that that means there's more way more of an emphasis on exploring um, and actually figuring out how how to get to can I get through this certain thing? Can I reach this part of the level? Is that is that a secret there? I'm not sure, and so you end up trying all kinds of crazy stuff all the time to be like okay can i get up there somehow this is probably where a good majority of my deaths went like being like just like i think i can reach up there i just need to figure that out um uh, and while you're doing all that the game throws these these strawberries like places them around the area so some of the screens for instance will have like you know there's like there'll be a strawberry just hanging there and very early on the game says you don't need these but if you want to show off go for them so obviously i went for them like, I didn't get all of them, but it's like could but the strawberries are some of the more satisfying challenges. It's like you could just speed run through the game and not care about them, but it's uh I've been playing it like where where when I see one I'm gonna figure out how to get to it and how to do it. And so they range from the very easy to the infuriatingly difficult. Um and you know, just just like Meat Boy, like that's where that's where the fun lies. It's like pulling off a ridiculous sequence of events and coming out of it going, going, yeah, all right. I don't know if the Meat Boy bandages were that fun. <laughs> I think most of them were brutal. 
They okay in that respect, compared to the bandages, they're not that di- they're not as difficult as those. <laughs> they're not even close. Um, and I think that's why I'm having a better time with this than I did Meat Boy. Like Meat Boy, I went through its main campaign and then didn't really have much of a compulsion to do much more. Mm. Um, not even the Dark World stuff. It just got too hard. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, there is a B-side mechanic in this as well, where if you find a hidden cassette tape in each level, you get a B-side version of the level, which I haven't experimented with yet. So there might be some more of that frustration to come. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I just like the cut of its, cut, its vibe, really. It's like it's... Uh, it tells a decent... I mean... The gameplay may be good, but actually, the one of the, the probably the star of the show is is the narrative. Something you wouldn't necessarily expect from a game of this this type. It tells a very well written story of the protagonist Madeline, literally battling her inner demons and coming to terms of who she is. Uh, and it's very well done. It has to be said, very well done. Some of the stuff at the end is genuinely quite moving. Um, I, don't, I wasn't. I was expecting. I knew. I kind of knew going in that it had a little bit of that. That it had a little bit of this, um, you know, storytelling. Given the Madeline and the canonically named Badeline <laughs> being involved, and like how 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 that comes together, and it very overtly, fairly early on, suggests that it's a, a mirror image of yourself and things like that. You know, Badeline literally comes out of a mirror um, and things like that, and it's. Uh, the mountain is going to weird and bring bring out elements of yourself that you that you may not want to see and thing and, and and that side of it. But but even going in knowing all of that, it still does a very good job with it. Um, to the point where I want to like when it when it ended, it's just like oh, kind of want more. This was good. It's been very clever. It's very like like the writing is very subtle in places. But the way they use language is like is very nod. They nod towards things a lot, and be like just just with their choice of words. Every now there'll be like one word in the sentence where it's where it's just like, well, that's a little bit leading. Is that what's going on? Is, mm. is that what you're leading me to? It's like it's 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 clever. It's it's pretty well done. And it's all done with the like. Yeah, you, know, you, you remember when you select the character in Towerfall? You got that weird whip, whir sort of noise and things like that. So they're using that synthy sound to just to to do the, all the voice work. So it's like whip, 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 whir, whir. and it's like actually works pretty well because they can convey more emotion than they would with a normal chirp 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 voice line. So when you've got um, Theo who likes to take selfies. And is obsessed with Insta pics, saying like saying, "Oh, the selfie solves everything." It goes whir, whir, <laughs> things like that in a sort of like satisfying way. It's a uh, yeah, the sound design is excellent. Um, I think I I think the music is good, and the only reason I bring that up is because it got was nominated for so many awards. Um, so I do I do think the music is good and works. However, my problem with it is that because the levels are so long. Mm. you're hearing quite a lot of the same variation repeating yeah yeah repeating before you move on to an area where it finally changes Mm. so it does get a little bit wearisome in in spots after a while as i say it's it's not it's not a bad soundtrack by any means but it's it's just that it maybe isn't as 
suited to the game as it perhaps should be in places. Or there needs just needed to be more variations. It needed to move more as you as you progressed. Uh, but maybe maybe that would be fine if you weren't caring about strawberries and exploring quite so much as I was. Maybe it works better. But man, yeah, I've got very little bad things to say about it. It is it is very good. About eight hours to get through the main story, but there's all kinds of extras. Got all the B sides to do and some clever secrets. Oh, I will say I was very happy when there was a there is a secret that is a nod to Super Mario Brothers three and a famous trick you can do early on in that game. <laughs> it was awesome. Sweet. <laughs> It was awesome. Totally unexpected. The game doesn't really do that whole referential thing very much. But this one time, it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's Super it's Mario like Brothers 3. There was, there was something out of place, shall I say, when I went into a certain area, and I'm like, that looks a little bit like that thing from SMB3. I'm just going to... Oh, awesome, that oh, works. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's rad. It's rad. I, I, I like, highly, highly recommended. Radical. Celeste, then. I mean, hmm. no brainer. Sounds yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. The, the one. <laughs> okay, this is this is the super nitpicky at this point. Um, Gnome had a complaint. Fairly, she saw me start the game basically, and like right. was drawn in by the uh, art style because it's like well, before you start the game, it's all quite high res graphics. Like the, the actual Celeste logo and stuff is 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 like sort of cartoony and and done like that, and the, the actual right. world map itself is three D modeled and sharp and then and then you get into the game and it's pixel graphics and Straight no one was like pixels and no, and yeah no no one looked at it and was just like it's a bit of a shame they did that really i'd imagine this had looked beautiful had they stuck with their art style and it's like yeah i i get Maybe. i can see that for sure it is a bit weird that they mix the two i don't think it and i don't think it doesn't work but i can see why it would be jarring if you like came into it and then suddenly went from you know, you've gone through the menus, you've gone through the little intro bit of story, and then suddenly pixels. And it's like, well, what happened? What changed? What decision was made here? And it's like, well, I'm sitting here going, well, towerful. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> but, but from the outside looking in, it's like, it's, it's a little bit odd. Um, oh, man, they even do some, like, clever things with how, like, they do the character portrait and text thing, but they even have moments where they mess with that a little bit. There's one character that can break out of a portrait. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it when things break out of portraits. Yeah. yeah just... Like in that uh, the Forest Temple boss <laughs> in Ocarina. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was that. I finished Jet Set Radio Future. Okay. And? Uh, the ending was... was I, I forgot... I. I misremembered the ending. I think I was getting the endings of Jet Set Radio 1 and Jet Set Radio Future confused. Was it last... like on some a giant thing on rails that you had to go round and round in circles fighting? No. Although there was a train. Yeah. There was a train. That wasn't the last boss, but it, there oh, was a train. Okay. Um, that was kind of... That might have been one of the better bosses, actually, the train. Mm. The bosses are all generally quite bad. But... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I'd misremembered. So I thought it was like I was fighting a DJ on a on a vinyl, and it's like, yeah, the bad guy is a is is still a DJ in this, but you're not fighting him on a vinyl. You're fighting him in like weird, almost psychonaut style green floaty world. Right. 
where there's a difficult rail section to get up yeah, to this robot thing. I don't remember thing. that at all. And then, and then you spray this robot thing in the back. Uh, oh, no, and then maybe you run I do. Out, and then you run out of spray, so you have to go back down again and then get up, get some more spray and then do the difficult run back, rail run back up to the top. It took me ages. Hmm. <laughs> it, t- it took me ages just to, just to get it right. And then somehow managed to cheese it, it uh, as you do. Like I found... The last couple of times I did it, I somehow managed to get tons of damage on him when I was only doing pansy damage before. And it's like, well, I don't know what's changed, but okay, great. This is done now. Uh, not The ending's not a highlight, let's put it that way. Um, but then once you've done that, you start getting all the like extra stuff that I sort of had forgotten about, where you can do like the graffiti timed graffiti challenges or the score challenges or the... Um, uh, I think there's a race challenge as well. We can do, do a hot lap around areas, but you only get those on areas where you've done all the street challenges. So I'd only got a couple of those unlocked. Um, and apparently that's the way you can unlock some of the more obscure characters. Right. Like if you want to play as the dog, apparently you can do that. And apparently the dog's the best character in the game in terms of stats. Or stats-wise, oh sweet. Yeah. So it's, it's it's it. It might be it might be worth going back to and giving that a go. But um um, it's it's a, as I say, I think I think putting fifteen hours into Jets at Radio Future was a bit more than I was expecting. So <laughs> I'm glad you, I did. Yeah, you ended up getting through. So yeah, I'm glad I did. Blast from the past. It annoyed the hell out of Gnome after the end because like the the soundtrack. We were just doing a head in, like after a while. It's like um, uh, the soundtrack's it's not really actually very... that long, is it? Well, it's it's about thirty tracks. Um, mm. They have, um, but it's the way that it sort of like when you as you go through the game, you tend the the mix changes. So the mix you get at the foot at the very start of the game isn't mm. the same as the mix you get in most areas at the end of the game. Yeah, um, and I think towards the end of the game, because I was spending a lot of time trying to figure out where to go. I kept getting that same mix in most of the areas. Uh, so it was uh, like a lot of the, the same tracks are kind of, and to the point where now if I go back and I play it again, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure you get many of the, the songs you heard at the start of the game. It's like, I don't know, like where does aisle 10 turn up for instance anymore? Like, I don't know if I'm hearing that or I forgot about it. hello, Alison. Yeah. That one. <laughs> Even birthday cake has gone out of rotation at the moment. So that's good though. Yeah, that, that one that one I think that one annoyed no one the most. <laughs> because of course it did. That's classic that. They changed the lyrics yeah, though. They... I think. Did they? Yeah, it's slightly edited in the game. Because there's a whole bit about the Vietnam War in the uh, original lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, there is, but I can't I can't remember what it was edited to. I, didn't I think they just it. stripped that whole section out. Maybe. So when you listen to the full version, it's like you're expecting it to transition into that next bit, and it, then there's like, oh wait, there's this whole love of it that just suddenly happened. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I think some of the music has has some swearing in it that I think nobody really realised. So they, they, you know, didn't have to have so much of an age rating on it or something. <laughs> I don't know. They get away with it in places. But man, yeah, like I said, I would love to see them make another one with some modern design. <laughs> uh, 
I very quickly, before we came on air, put the original Forza Motorsport into my Xbox. Okay. <laughs> that just... just I'm just morbid curiosity of yeah, like how, how badly has this stuff aged, right? Because that really was quite like early doors, right? Forza Two pretty much got it right, right? I think and Forza was yeah, a bit I weird, mean, uh, but not as weird as I remembered. Actually, it's, huh. it holds up way better than I expected. Like just in terms of how it handles, and it's like yeah, it doesn't look the part anymore, and it's like styling is a little off. But it's mm. not actually as far away from Forza Two as I thought it was. Oh, interesting. Uh, like, okay, like if if you're, I, I think the the major disappointment comes in that soundtrack, which I knew originally. Like, it's not as bad as I remember it being, but it is just like generic guitars produced by Junkie XL for some reason, and it's it's just like it's so it's so not interesting. But thank heaven for custom soundtrack, though. Hmm. I can drive around the track like a madman to Mona Lisa Overdrive because I was going to play some Burnout 3 but it turns out the disc wasn't in the case <laughs> so I don't know where that is <laughs> disappointment yeah Forza 1 so probably, so it's, it's a Forza game like it's just and it does have driver tars in it I wasn't going crazy no there it a, does there's a, yeah. there a train driver tar option in career mode because you know that um, I worked with the guy who created those. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was just just what just wanted to confirm it. Like, yes, yeah, it, it, we no, no, we didn't all collectively dream it. And when they tried to bring it in as a new fancy thing for Forza Five, it's like, no, no, you, you, they did this before. Doctor Mike Tipping is his name. I I tip my hat to <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so I did that. Well, I suppose, well, we played a lot of Rocket League again. Uh, well, a lot, relatively speaking. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't really more know. than we have the last two or three podcasts where we kept saying we were going to, and then didn't. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't have a huge amount to add to that, really. Just League is League. Um, I went back to Overwatch for a bit um, and played a few games of that to see what's going on because it was its their three year anniversary at the moment, which first of all made me think, oh my god, has that game been out three years? <laughs> Um, that's mad. Um, but also, yeah, what, what have you added in, in a period of time? And, and, they, and how much loot can I get? Because that's, the anniversary events are some of the best because it just means all the loot is available. Yeah, all of it. Not it's not event tied at the moment. We're just we're just opening it all up. Uh, see what see what I could get hold of. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's still fantastic, obviously. But like some of the stuff they've added, uh, you know, some of the new levels starting to get a feel for. Uh, they are still very, very well designed. I think some of the new career areas aren't as well designed as they have been in the past. They seem perhaps a little more sniper friendly than they have than some of the previous levels have been, which you know I'm not a huge fan of. But that they still play great. Some of the new characters are great. I started getting the hang of um, Ash who was added a while back as sort of McCree's arch nemesis, who has a scout-like push-people-back ability, which is occasionally fun to shove people off of cliffs. Yay. <laughs> well, that's what Lucio was for, wasn't it? Well, he has that as well, yeah. But, like, yeah, so Ash has, has that too. 
um, to some extent. But hers is a little different because it pushes her back as well. So you can use it as a sort of escape tactic mm. um, as well as a, uh, a bit of damage. So if you need to put some distance, like it's doubly effective against a person. So that's kind of cool. Um, and her ultimate is to summon a giant butler robot. Because <laughs> why not? Uh, I've played a bit of Baptiste, who's like a um, has heal grenades. Basically, he's another healer character, but his 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 weapon is heal grenades. Uh, as a as a damager, he's terrible, but um, as a as a healer, he gives another another way of doing some sort of ranged assist, right? Which is nice. Um, and I played. I've actually been playing quite a bit of Symmetra, who I didn't really like before. Now I've I've talked about her change before on here, but. But she's really, she always was really powerful. But now she's, now that they've changed her character completely differently, she's still really powerful, <laughs> just in a very different way. And it's weird. It's like they've, they, they, they're mixing some of the older characters around quite a lot since the start of the game. And it's like, but there's, but somehow the game still hasn't lost its charm. It's like they, they could, it, it seems like they're, when they, when they do choose to mess with it, they mess with it well enough that it's not, that, you know, it feels, the characters feel different enough, but they don't break the the balance in any way. It's uh, it's it's nice to see. Anyway, Overwatch Overwatch is still good. I'm still surprised Zach's never opted in because it's it is it's it's it is still it is modern Team Fortress. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, at the time you were waiting for more content, but that seems to have come I mean, at this there's, point. There's, you could argue it's probably been the, the rollout has been slower than you might have hoped, but like thinking about it now, it's like I, I think they've probably doubled the, the the content since launch by now, and it's like over the course of three years. Okay, maybe that's not so bad actually. Like that's that, that, they've pulled it off eventually. Like when you when you look back on it, it just took them a little while to get going, I guess, mm. on some of their content rollout. They haven't added that many new heroes compared to the number of levels they've put more levels in than they have heroes but that's fine oh uh, and i will say i played some free-for-all deathmatch because it's on its on their arcade lists at the moment i think that game falls apart when you're not playing your role as a free-for-all deathmatch it kind of sucks I don't know. I like I like I like doing my role. I like playing. I guess I'm more of a support player than I am anything else in Overwatch. Um, uh, but yeah, and when you strip it back to just just deathmatch, it doesn't doesn't hang together quite so well. Anyway, that's pretty much me. Celeste. Cool. Hey, Celeste. Um, I finished Spider Man. Hey. Well, the main story anyway. I didn't play any DLC. Still, uh, how do you think about that ending? Uh, rushed. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, especially given the... Um, uh, I, I felt like the pacing of the game in general and the story and stuff was good. Um, uh, usually, you know, all the way through. But then suddenly it seemed to sort of speed up quite a bit at the end for me. I don't know. I liked all the Sinister Six stuff, but then it was like, oh, wait, uh, you know, no spoilers, but it's like final bosses and then things, momentous things, and then boom, credits. I was like, oh, that was seemed a bit rushed. <laughs> I don't know how you felt. Um, 
I don't think it was super rushed simply because the build-up to that ending takes place over the, the entirety of the game. Well, yeah, and, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. You don't, you, I, I suppose you don't have a huge amount of interaction with the the end threat no. uh, in that form, I no. suppose. Um, no, not really. It, no. It, I, I, I see what you mean. It's, I'm like, actually thinking about it, but like he does end up becoming... A twist, uh, almost like an extra ending, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> More than kind of. Because like, you, you yeah. dealt with the bulk of the re- what the most of the plot of the game is about, is and about. then it's like, oh ho ho, here's some more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I just think it was more about the uh, well. Yeah, I, I preferred it like in the middle than towards the end, but that's cool. I, I actually the um like all the combat and stuff was still really good. In fact, I think it's it's one of those weird games that sort of gets easier rather than harder because like even though the difficulty ramps up with the enemies like you're better you're you have so many moves and stuff that yeah i think i think when they introduced sable that was a definite spike for me yeah Yeah. things things got really tricky at that point but then you learn to deal with it yeah once you can adapt to that and you probably could have dealt with it immediately had you learned that or, you know, going yeah. into that, knowing, knowing it already, like you leveling up or you being more skillful wouldn't have really assisted all that much because you had all the gear you needed to fight them well. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was, but it was, fine. yeah, well executed and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it wrapped up in a good way. I, I don't think it fully earned like what it was doing at the end there, but, um, in some ways, but, I preferred the yeah the rest of the the game basically <laughs> rather than the, the yeah. ending, but that's fine. I think it's uh, solid. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I go back to my original thoughts that I wish like that that Sinister Six part wasn't a. It wasn't in the trailers. Yeah, that was bad. And B probably should have happened a lot earlier. In a the lot earlier. Line. Yeah, it could yeah. have happened earlier. I think, and they could have yeah yeah done a bit more there. It, it kind of the the act structure yeah was kind of interesting. There was a long period in the middle where you're fighting the demon guys and stuff, mm. and then yeah, I suppose they were like normal guys, and then the demon guys, and then the sable guys or whatever. Like that made sense then, from the perspective then, of the of the open world and then game. Sort of the prisoners, sort of yeah, and sort world. of the prisoners, yeah. Um, but uh, so that all worked fine. It's just that changed the pacing of the actual story. I think I felt like in order to spread out the game in a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe I they mean, maybe then maybe they mapped the story points beats to like okay, this needs to go into these these parts, and the city needs to evolve in this way. Did you did you do the a lot of the side content early then like as well like saying yeah because like because I do wonder sometimes about when I worry about pacing of the ending being rushed and all that stuff is like well no that's because I was spending so much time doing, doing side quests in the mid portion of the game yeah that's probably true yeah but I kind of wish like uh, it's one of those games where the, the 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 open world evolves and you it might it same kind of in in red dead that you might want to do those side things earlier because it's a bit more pleasant earlier on isn't it yeah <laughs> in, yeah absolutely in, that's true in red dead it's true in various open world games i think isn't it yeah they're, they're easier to pull off while the world is in a certain state yeah exactly or more enjoyable while the world is in a certain state yeah. and like yeah. yeah we go past a certain point then it doesn't quite some of that stuff doesn't isn't quite as entertaining anymore yeah 
but they did go they did do some of that stuff where the you know it ch- they change a little bit in order to reflect what's going on in the world in a nice way yeah. and so the dialogue always works and it doesn't isn't like oh you should have played this earlier or something like this that was okay yeah i, don't, I can't remember i think i feel like I, and i might have probably mentioned this on the cast i feel like i had one out of sequence yeah i think you um, did mention one thing yeah event in in the game but one isn't bad no no Yeah, uh, a, a really good game. I highly recommend Spider-Man. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and that's the main thing. Um, and good quality. Like, uh, is I mean, it's not like Arkham Asylum level like of that was at the time. It's probably a better game to play now, but you know, it's not quite as like good. You know, for the time. Do you do you know what I mean? It, it's I not. Think, as, I think I know yeah, what you mean because it's Arkham kind Asylum. of was kind of groundbreaking at the exactly. time. Exactly. Like, oh, here's how you do this sort of game in the modern era. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't, and I don't, I don't know if Spider-Man has changed the landscape at all. No. It's just like, it's, it's just a very just good one of those. Really well done. One of those. Yeah. And also Batman, it's a bit unfair because like, I mean, Spider-Man is great and he's, but, but like Batman just comes with so much atmosphere. If you do it right, you know, it's sure. just yeah. dripping with atmosphere that like the, the Gotham and all of that stuff. Spider Man has to be a bit more breezy and, uh, um, you know, quippy and uh, Manhattan y, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's always going to have. I thought they captured the tone really, really well uh, yeah. while keeping it the threat like serious ish. Although it kind of didn't quite fit. I, I have to admit that the actual like bioterror threat was, should have been more terrifying than it was you know what i mean because it was yeah yeah. um because it's like hang on a minute yeah because even when things go bad in that storyline they somehow don't go as bad as you think they yeah probably all that bad yeah 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 there's there's definitely elements of that but then that's yeah it should should have gone worse it's like they should have almost been game could have ended there (laughs) actually when things get bad and could have just been like oh we'll deal with that in the sequel I mean, the, the most Spider-Man like, Two, the Division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the most like bleak part was that sort of bombing bit, like kind of not even midway through. Or, like, oh right, yeah, the, yeah. That sequence was quite uh, was actually had quite a big impact. Mm. Well, um, yeah, it's like oh shit's getting real, but then it didn't really stick with that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can, I can see where you come from. On that stuff, it's like they they do try and keep it a bit whimsical, mm. and there's um there's there's some content in the in the last episode of the DLC that I think I mentioned that does sort of bring back a bit more bite, and you're just and probably sets up some of where the the sequel will go. Like mm. I'm not sure it'll be yeah. the main storyline, but it will be it will be a storyline. Um. Uh, and then, uh, and I think when when they do try and do that stuff, they do it well. But perhaps they need to stick with it a bit more, mm. like you know, balance it out. Like you know, the the you, you know, they, I think they can they, they can land the serious bits if they want to, but just don't be afraid of it quite so much. Yeah. As I say, you've you've got a ridiculous super weapon, bio terror weapon plot line. Yeah. Lean into it a bit more. Take, yeah, take it seriously. Lean into it. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more. Cool, but really good game. Okay, 
And that's been me. What about Zachary Burgess? Well, luckily, I guess I don't have much to talk about. Not that this podcast is long yet, but <laughs> so we might come in under time for a change. Nice. Because, I, as I said earlier on in the news segment, I haven't been playing Oxygen Not Included because it didn't come out, which is very inconvenient because I've precisely like, been playing that save file up to the point that I always get to where I just started the Rocket you know, rocket program and everything. And I was like, ah, oh, this is a perfect time for me to stop playing this save file and then the patch will come out and then I can start over. But no. Instead, I've just not been playing it, <laughs> which is disappointing. But that means, naturally, that why I have been playing is Factorio again. Because <laughs> you know, I need one of these games, clearly. No, no, no. I, I can safely say you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a new mod that's been making the rounds in the YouTube Factorio scene, I guess. All the famous Factorio YouTubers came on to this mod. And it's kind of an interesting mod because it basically adds the end game that Factorio was meant to have, but then wasn't meant to have. Because there was this, there was a theoretical idea of the end game. Because at the moment you launch the rocket, mm. the whole point of the game is to build the rocket. You launch the rocket, and that's it. You just win. It just brings okay. up a score, <laughs> essentially. It tells you how long you took and how much stuff you killed. It's like that's that. But what at some point in development there was theoretically meant to be a post-rocket stage where you'd launch into space and build like on a space platform. And then oh, you'd have yeah. to build a like a. It'd be basically, it'd be kind of like C block is. You'd be building a factory on a constrained amount of space hmm. with slightly different, you know, mechanisms to the actual way the factory would work. I can see why they might choose to remove that though, because it's like a phase two and doesn't really rely on anything you've got elsewhere. Yeah, kind of. Or would you be building on both simultaneously? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we didn't really know how it was meant to be in this thing because they it got mentioned in like a blog post development blog post once or twice and then it was basically shortly after that they said like no that's not going to happen any longer we're just going to finish the content that's already here i guess and then just release but then again they said that like that blog post must have been like two years ago at this point or something and they're still not done with just releasing the damn game (laughs) so maybe they did need to not add all that extra content it might have been the right call (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so that that was a thing that happened theoretically but now this mod basically tries to make that real so it basically does add back the end game space platform stuff and then some because it's they it's a mod called space exploration which you know tells you what it does you launch the rocket in and into well you have you have the standard factorio rocket which is now called the satellite rocket which is for launching satellites and then when you launch the satellite, it scans the surrounding area, and it's like, oh, there's a space platform that you could maybe go to, and a moon, and you could go into orbit around the star instead of one of the planets. And then, like, the more satellites you launch, the more other things it can discover in space. Initially, like, around the um, first star, but then you could discover other stars and other planets and other star systems, and then potentially eventually build a spaceship to travel between them. Hmm. But then you also get the cargo rocket, which is a new kind of rocket for this mod which allows you to actually launch materials into the different maps basically that's how it's essentially it's just a different map Uh. that you go to and then you can also like automate the rockets by essentially building rocket launch pads that works kind of like a train station where you name it and then you can set a schedule and give the rockets conditions for launch like how full is your cargo or whatever so Theor- you have done this multiple map thing, then. So you need to be managing. Yeah. So theoretically, now you can actually 
have a, a multi-base on different planets that transports materials between them. And like the different planets have different conditions and different proportions of resources. That kind of been easier mod in to have these... Well, the thing is that like the sort of underlying framework of this idea of having multiple maps that you load into and can control remotely and stuff, that part of the implementation got put into the game for real as a groundwork for their version of the space platform that oh, never came right. to pass. So it's like, it exists, but it's not actually really used in the base game. Huh. But the modders can actually Tap hook into it. it. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's intriguing. So that's what this mod is. It basically is that original <laughs> endgame scenario, except then added a bit more. It also uses like um, the Alien Biomes mod, which adds a bunch of different, well... It adds a bunch of different biomes, but it's more like just adds a bunch of different coloured grass <laughs> and trees. <laughs> right. But, it, you know, are, that, are that they, works for making different of, planets. Are they sort of brown and purple? Well, there's one which is just purple purple. Okay. <laughs> but that's, you know, it uses that mod to simulate different planets, where it's like, if you're on a moon, it's just using a grey, non-plant-based texture to make it look like a moon. And the different, different uh, planets and different maps have different resource layouts and can you know sometimes there can be no enemies or trees or sometimes there's tons and it also uses another mod called robot attrition which makes it so that the environmental conditions of the planet can basically make your robots crash which is not really fun mm. <laughs> it's just like it's just a sort of slight inconvenience yeah something you've got to sort out yeah but i think my sort of problem with this mod from my perspective is it's clearly very designed for like the hardcore mega base building people because obviously the, this mod basically doesn't start until you've finished the normal game. <laughs> right. You play the whole normal yeah, game. Yeah, you've still got to get through all of that, and, and then and then you and then obviously the whole point of everything increasing in price is like at that point. Because the way I build ba- build bases in regular Factorio, I build them up to the point of launching the rocket. And I build bases that like will do like one science pack per second and can launch a rocket. But I'm not in the territory of like launching a rocket every minute or or making a thousand science pack a second, which some people do in the mega base scale sort of bases. So I've never really progressed any base to that point. So when I tried to design uh, my normal base to launch a rocket, I was like, well, this can launch a rocket in a reasonable time frame like it can get enough resources to make the rocket and and fuel it and all that stuff Mm. but it's clearly not sufficient to maintain several rockets or like constantly have to build new rockets or anything it's like i i haven't really got an idea of how to work at that scale i guess in regular factorio like in c block i can totally manage it because i have the idea of making these so then i was thinking about maybe i could basically use the same idea of C-Block in regular Factorio, like make everything compartmentalized and only take in raw resources that you could deliver by train and then have everything made from the starting point. Like you don't, don't try and make cogs and transport cogs, cogs around, only transport iron plates and then have cogs made where they need to be made hmm. for each step of the process or something. But the trouble with that is that like, the reason that works better in C-Block is because there's no obstacle to doing it apart from building the land. Whereas in regular Factorio, you're like, 
oh, there's all these fucking enemies, there's trees, there's cliffs all over the place, there's water. So it's just like real, building a really big base in Factorio just sort of is inconvenient in itself. Unless you, unless there's sort of a, a difficulty spike almost. It's not really a difficulty spike. It's like a convenience spike where you have to really get to a certain point of automation and creating stuff fast enough that you can, once you have like the construction robots where you can just lay down factory automatically, if you've got everything like all the factory buildings and all the belts and stuff made and in the logistics system so the robots can see it. So you can just basically just copy paste it to your factory and the robots just do it automatically. Mm. So you don't have to worry about cliffs or anything. They just automatically get destroyed by the robots and the robots can fill in the water and all that kind of stuff. You have to get to that point to really build that big because otherwise you're just running around doing it all yourself and that's just really inconvenient. But then there's that kind of jump in resources between regular factorio base and having the ridiculous amount of resources you kind of need to be able to do that automatic massive expansion gotcha so yeah i don't know i mean i've got to the point where i theoretically could go to i've launched satellite rockets i haven't launched an actual cargo rocket yet so i can see like the it's weird it kind of spawns like a starter space platform that's just like got a couple of solar panels on it and like a random radar and I'm, and I'm like, okay, I guess I can launch myself to that and then start building from there, theoretically. But I'm not, I haven't, haven't built the cargo rocket yet, and I haven't sort of thought about what resources I need to bring with me, I guess. Because mm. I'm like, I don't know how much construction I'm going to do on this first trip. I think you can just get back. Uh, this is another thing I'm just going to have to like save and try it and test and then if it goes wrong I can just reload but I'm pretty sure when you launch the rocket you get like a capsule that you can just use to go back to the nearest planet's surface so theoretically if I just launch up to the space platform I can easily just go back to my factory if it if I leave something behind or whatever <laughs> keep you on space elevator I don't know what the actual end game is it doesn't seem to be anything more than cargo rockets in the tech tree that I can see but then, then you build the spaceship spaceships, which are like you build them like tile by tile, so it's kind of like building an island in sea block or whatever. You're building a floor of a spaceship and then surrounding it by walls and then putting like engines and stuff in it. Huh. And then I'm not sure how that calculates how you can travel between the different locations or whatever, or what the how, whether those can carry cargo or be automated or anything. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's quite end game stuff, and I haven't I've got to the point where I'm like, I've built this base that can make one or two rockets, maybe, but if I wanted, to, I can't really expand that base to sustain any more resources, so I'm going to have to either completely demolish that base and start over, which, you know, with robots isn't that much of a trouble apart from the design phase where you're just doing nothing for a long time and just making it, or I could maybe just get away with launching myself to one of the other planets and starting basically from fresh on a different planet. So I wouldn't have to worry about demolishing all this crap that's going to get in the way and just take up a lot of time. I could just start with a clean slate, but have all my equipment. <laughs> and maybe just build a totally new base that way. But I haven't... The trouble is that because of the different resource values of the different planets, I'm like, none, these planets all have uneven resources, whereas obviously the starting planet has fairly even resource layouts. It's like I could go to this moon that has a primary primary resource of iron because iron seems to be the thing that I'm running out of in my regular base, apart from oil, I guess. 
but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. Or maybe I'll just stop. <laughs> is there a win condition in the end game? game? I don't know. I don't think there is, really. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to tell just from the tech tree, really. Like, you can see what the last techs in the tech tree are. Where it's like, oh, you upgrade your spaceships to be even more powerful and you get antimatter and and then nothing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the end game of Factory is really the end. You launch that rocket, the score screen pops up and then you just carry on. <laughs> you just build more rockets. Really, the only end game of Factory is how big do you want the numbers to be? <laughs> right. Comes a clicker. How many rockets do you want to launch per second? <laughs> How do I automate the clicking of the rockets while I'm not there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you they did make it in one of the not particularly recent patches, but they did make it so you can automate the rockets. You can just have them launch as soon as they're ready and have the satellite in, and they just go. Okay. Why? Well, in regular Factorio, no reason at all. I mean, in, you could say in regular Factorio, it's just because it's a resource sink. It's just a place to put resources so you can keep scaling up your factory to consume more resources. Yeah. <laughs> Use them all. Is there a point where you can run out of resources? Well, I mean, the ore patches on the map, and like, you know, they run out. Mm. But the, the way it's scaled, where like the further away from the spawn point you get, the richer the resource patches are. So theoretically, the as you as you use more resources, you can get more resources because you're using further away oil patches, which just have more resources. But I wouldn't say it's convenient because, again, you're having to deal with the map. You're having to build railways out to miles away from your base and you're having to build, like, defences around your mines to prevent the aliens from killing them hmm. and all that kind of stuff. That's really the, where the, like, super late game dies in Factorio, where you're just... You're spending all your time just traveling a huge amount of distance just to place more mines because your mines are running out and you're, you're, all your mines are constantly running out and you're just in a, like a inconvenient race against time of trying to keep up with how much resources you're consuming. Your time is spent only building mines and that's just not really very interesting. Can you automate the mine laying process? Well, I mean, with robots, you can kind of, but you have to get the robots there. That's the that's where the there is a couple of mods that do like recursive blueprints and stuff, where like robots can build their own roboports and that kind of thing. So you can have it fully automatically lay down its own blueprint. But otherwise, when you get ro- if you want to take robots to a place, you have to be able to place a roboport for the robots to be in. So theoretically, that would be the one thing that you would physically have to be there to place. And then you could just lay down a blueprint. <laughs> but yeah, you would still need that one. There's that one step that requires physical person presence. Mm. Anything else? Mm, not just re- that? Yeah, that was more or less it, I guess. I feel like that wasn't a whole two weeks, but I'm sure it was one week. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure I forgot something that I did play. <laughs> did it Yep. So, what I also haven't been playing. <laughs> In not news. Yep. Haven't been playing Cadence of Hyrule because that didn't come out this month. Oh, yeah, yeah, I noticed that didn't make the May. Did they always say May? Well, they, they said spring. Yeah, it's not spring anymore. Well, the thing is, they said spring, and then it was in the in the May Nintendo newsletter, which I get emailed for some yeah. reason, as you do. It was in that, and it said 
coming soon. And you assume it was in the May newsletter. You're like, oh, it must be coming out in May then, right? Maybe. But apparently not. I think they've maybe confirmed a release date in June, sort of mid-June. After the, after the direct, yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be after the. Yeah, can three. I just be like, and Canes of Hyrule is available after the show. Well, I mean, they could time it like that, but I don't know. But I've seen, I saw a very brief, like, new footage from some Japanese stream. It's like, oh, here's what the game actually looks like. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that. It's kind of more zoomed out than you would think. Oh, really? Is the thing because compared to the trailer, right. it's like it's way more zoomed out, and like the you remember how. In, in Necrodance, you have the disco floor. Yeah. Well, now you kind of have that, but it's much more subtle. It's more like a transparent overlay or whatever. And it only like follows the character around. So there's like this small area of squares that follows your character around as you move. Oh, interesting. So it doesn't show it over the whole map the whole time. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But the, the... the rooms do see the... Well, I call them rooms, but it's more like screens, I guess, in a Zelda kind of way. Right. Where like the screens are quite big. It's more zoomed out than it appeared in that trailer. Okay. The first trailer. All right. Well, we'll see. Yep. Hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully, quite soon. Yeah. Some actual game hype, which is not really what this year has been filled with so far. <laughs> well, we haven't got the E3 yet, but that's no. hype for not even this year usually. <laughs> Apart from Nintendo, I get hype for Animal Crossing and Pokemon. I can't. I can't. You, you I can't, can't get hype for either of those. I like the idea of Pokemon, not actually playing it. <laughs> Get hype for, hopefully, a new Smash Brothers character being revealed. God. Or, you know, teased, not actually really going to come to, out anytime soon. They really need to hurry this up, man. <laughs> it's taken them too long to get these, these season pass characters out. Especially considering they say they're meant to be done by February. <laughs> all for, or all Wait, of the rest of the four. Four more, and they'll have, like, what, seven months to do them in. That means we should be seeing one like really soon. Like yeah. Shadow Drop. Shadow Drop it. <laughs> yes, they've secretly been working on them all this time. Yeah. Parallel to Joker. <laughs> Shadow Drop at E3. They're going to have to at least say what character it is at E3. Yeah. They can't possibly not. They've got to have something. That's a good little padder for the show. Yeah, I mean, that too. Good excuse to have a little bit of a smash plug. So I suppose we'll see any more Mario Maker, do you reckon? It's like I'm sure they'll show it, it. Yeah, yeah, briefly. Because when's that? That's not out that far away, is it? It's June the something. Oh, really? I don't no. remember what the date is. Oh, okay. wow, that's a lot closer than I thought. People have already played it, I think. Some preview events have been happening. Cool. You'll... So yeah, next podcast is going to be the fun one. <laughs> Next talk class is going to be the fun too. Well, okay. Depends how we're doing it. Like whether, whether Dan wants us to subject the audience to... Well, theoretically, depending on what actually happens, we might not have as many, you know, we might not have as many podcasts, I mean, uh, conferences slash videos to talk about. <laughs> well, missing Sony and EA. Yeah. I still connected. Oh, yeah. You haven't got the windows open. That's not helpful. It's under everything else. 
Apparently. Yep. Just muted. I guess. There you go. Well, I was on mute. Oh no. Apparently you were, yeah. <laughs> How'd that happen? Anyway. <laughs> well, it just to... didn't happen in the middle of anything, so <laughs> we no. wouldn't have been able to tell. <laughs> so, yeah. E3. Yeah. Yep, E3. It's coming. Any Pay predictions? Prepare your butts. Well, I think we just already discussed Nintendo predictions. Yeah. <laughs> we very much covered all the things that they've got to show. Well, we won't see Metro Prime 4. No. <laughs> well, unless we will. I don't, I don't think we will. No, I don't, I don't probably think we'll not. even have a mention of it. No, we won't see that. But maybe Animal Crossing. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be mostly Animal Crossing, I would think. Star Fox Grand Prix. F Zero will suddenly turn up. Damn well better. Every year I'm going to have this hope. <laughs> yep. Every year. You never know. This time Every... could be the. This, this could, this be, could the year. be the year. And then in Microsoft land, presumably we've got to see Halo Infinite, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, really? Do you Again, think? I'm, oh, not, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure I, either. There's no way they would preview it in such a tiny way in the previous E3 and not yeah, do it. Yeah, but they were like E3. engine demonstration last time, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But they've got to know what. It, it and is look at what happened to Anthem. Like, they need to be cautious and not. Not, sure. r- not rush their their destiny. Oh, I know. I, I know. I think Microsoft knows well. when it comes to bit more than EA do. Let's let's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's not taint them with that brush. Just uh, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it might. I I reckon Infinite. They're they're holding back for as a next gen or cross gen release. Mm. So I don't know if showing it now makes a whole lot of sense when it's probably going to come out end of next year. But what else are they going to show? <laughs> 14 original games supposedly mm-hmm. from Xbox Studios the most ever first party titles they've ever shown at a press conference according to Phil Spencer or so they say they're going to somehow bring back Fable I mean don't rule it out don't rule it out they might Because what was it? What was it? Was it Turn Ten that they had split into another? Who was it that split into another studio to work on something like that? <laughs> they all got fucked up around that. Yeah, age. I want to say, yeah, I want to say it might have been one like. I know it was um, Playground Games, the Forza Horizon studio. They got split into two studios, and one of them is working on something. <laughs> something. Something. That rumored to be Fable. Even though that other Fable game got shut down. Fable Legends, yeah, yeah. The, the asymmetric one. But, you know, looking at the landscape of multiplayer games now and how many, just that might have been smart, actually. Like, there's no guarantee of success in that space. It's another. What they were it? so far down the development hole, they oh, might as well have just put it out. That's what that was. I was trying. I, when you said an asymmetric game, I was like, "There's, there's another one coming, isn't there?" It's that Predator game on PlayStation. Oh yeah, they're doing that. They're doing that asymmetric. But that's made by the Friday the Thirteenth guys, isn't it? Yeah, which I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem like any. It seems like like games they that they did show at last E3 that still are out. It just seems like they're just going to show them. Everyone's just going to show those again somehow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what what is the hype about around this E3? There doesn't seem to be any hints of we might get new dying. stuff. We might get a release date for Dying Light Two. 
There's some rumors throwing around that Evil Within 3 might be happening. Okay. Because um, at the very least, it's been a while since Evil Within 2, and that <laughs> team has to have been working on something. Presumably. Uh, control. We might get a little bit of a sneak peek at, because that's out very soon. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo will show Scalebound. <laughs> Maybe Nintendo will show Scalebound. <laughs> Maybe that's secretly what Astral Chain is. Astral Chain is just a prequel to oh, Scalebound. Yeah. Maybe Nintendo will show Bayonetta 3. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a shout. It has been a while since that reveal. Since since they told us it's been they were working on it. Yeah, Bayonetta 3 is a good shout for this year. Except I don't feel like that's an E3 game for showing. Well, I mean, it's, not I mean, very, it's not a very Nintendo game no, for showing. For start. <laughs> I'm sure you'll say it's there in a montage. I'm going to have a montage. We'll see Deus Ex Machina again. Because <laughs> it's still not out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, basically, Nintendo seems to be the one who has things that fear Demon it. Ex Machina, sorry. Not yeah, Deus no, Ex. Not Deus Ex. Things, Nintendo seems to be the one who has things to potentially say about stuff. Whereas I don't feel like I know anything about what Microsoft and Sony are working on at all. Let alone the other publishers. Like, <laughs> yeah, like okay. EA or So Bethesda Ubisoft. are going to show us some Doom. I, yeah, I guess so. We'll get some Doom Eternal. They probably won't show us anything about all those other projects that are way far away. Starfield. Starfield and the other Elder Scrolls. Uh, Elder Scrolls we definitely won't. Starfield has slightly more probability of being seen. Fallout 76 Season 2? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Lean into it. Uh, what Square gonna Square gonna do that platinum game sure. that they've got that we didn't that we don't know anything about, um, um, and hopefully Final Fantasy VII more. I've heard r- rumors, or I've seen more to say rumors flying about that the I can't remember his name, but the guy behind Near might have something to show. Hmm. Or something to announce, at least. That his team might might be onto something. Presumably for Square. Uh, well, Square might Square will have some more Final Fantasy VII remake. Hopefully. We we know that much. Oh well, yeah. I guess they said they literally said. But what June. that means? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe some more gameplay. Maybe the Tifa reveal. <laughs> Maybe Chocobo Racing. <laughs> That's way later in that That's game. way later, yeah. We won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't see the hint of a Chocobo. Or Chocobo. Like even, I don't even know what Ubisoft is going to show. You can't be making another Assassin's Creed already, can you? I mean, I guess you can. I mean, yes. We'll see. Well, it's an off year. Watch yeah. Dogs 3. <laughs> it will be Watch Dogs 3. There might be some other celebrity getting on stage to talk about Beyond Good and Evil 2. I think they've said that they're not going to show Beyond Good and Evil 2 at the show. They're oh, doing really? like a separate stream for that for some reason. Oh, okay. Fair enough. They'll open with Just Dance. Well, you would assume so. Because <laughs> that thing will never stop. And then we've got the wild card, of course, that is the PC gaming show. I still don't think that counts as a show. <laughs> Fair. 
the wild card. DC Master yeah. Race. We might, we might see something. And then Devolver will do their weird thing. That definitely doesn't count as a show. <laughs> I mean, it's a show in the other definition of a show, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a slightly odd year, maybe a slightly empty year. Unless they're, you know, unless the fact that we don't think there's anything means that there's going to be some some big shit happening. Well, I think there might be big some drops. stuff happening, but not for this year. Well, no, but that's There'll not what you freeze for. Yeah, there might be some some big boom. Here you go. Here's what's coming. You want something completely new, except no one makes new things anymore. Space Channel Five Episode Three, Pikmin Four. Is that, so again, that's Nintendo. Nintendo ones with things to do. I thought that would have been heavily rumoured as well. Well, I think what was heavily rumoured was they were going to release all three of the Pikmin games as a pack on Switch, right? Oh, right, yes, that was the rumour. I remember now. But I mean, if you're going to do that, use that as a teaser for Pikmin 4. Street Fighter 6. Man, yeah. Even just a generic game like that doesn't seem very likely. Tekken 8. <laughs> nah, it's too soon. It's too soon. No one shows those kind of fighting games any longer, really, do they? For some reason. Well, we had fighters show up at E3. I guess, but that's a bit more visually interesting to look at. And Dragon Ball. We had Jump Force turn up last year. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Friggin' Jump Force. That was at the Microsoft show, I think. Hmm. Well, we get to find out what went, you know, we get to find out all this in like 10 days. Yeah. Seven days. Well, Join yeah. us then, some, listeners. Some of it happens this time four. next weekend. So, well, no. slightly longer, and we'll be there commenting on all of that fizzle. That shizzle, yes. Indeed. We got any uh, YouTube videos going up? Part three of Sonic Forces? Yeah, that went up just yesterday why? because I've been a little bit behind on it. Um, there's a there is a part four to come as well. We've done four of these. Oh dear. <laughs> have, have mercy on us. So enjoy. <laughs> and there's there's more to come as well. Oh well, theoretically, yes. There's, there's there's more than yeah. There's more. We haven't recorded them yet, but there's more. There will be more. Cool. So look out for that, and uh, we'll be back with E three thoughts. Next time on the podcast. On the podcast. That's it, we're done. Go. That's it. Bye. Pizza.